She's a bush girl from a good moral family, a royal dynasty who knows what's best for us. A good and decent girl, just like Ann Coulter, who's a drunk till popcorn party and Republican slut. <laughs> Turn 21, so now it's official. They can, like, <laughs> President Bush's twin daughters who have had brushes with the law for underage drinking turn 21 today, <laughs> marking their birthday in Texas and looking to stay clear of the spotlight. It says here on CNN.com. Both Barbara Bush, who attends Yale University, and Jenna, student at the University of Texas at Austin, were in their home state in advance of a Thanksgiving family celebration. The President and First Lady plan to celebrate the twins' birthdays during the holiday weekend, a White House official said. How do you like that? You gonna be there for the party? I'll try. I told him, call us when the party started. Barbara and Jenna Bush have drawn unwelcome headlines over the past few years for alcohol-related episodes. <laughs> in May 2001, police in Austin cited both of them for violating state alcoholic beverage laws. Police accused Barbara Bush of being a minor in possession of alcohol and Jenna Bush of misrepresenting her age for allegedly trying to use false ID to buy alcohol, but no more. <laughs> because today they're both 21. And they can both drink up a storm, and you know what? I'm sure they will. Well, we pulled a little swish on you over the weekend on the unsuspecting audience out there. We started out with a poll. The reason I switched the poll on Friday afternoon is because I looked at that poll and I thought, you know, we've done this, been there, done that, you know, done this before too many times. And you already know what the result's going to be anyway. Does TV show too much nudity and indecent material? This was in response to the Victoria's Secret, uh, ha. If you're offended by any show, change the effing channel, stupid. 60% of the audience, 309, said that out of 515. Hell no, I want to see much more. 112, Desperado said that. Too much violence, not enough sex, 63. Yes, it needs to be stopped. 21 people <laughs> said it needs to be stopped. Too much sex. Too many nipples. And uh, nine people said no, just about the right amount. Tickled to death here from Paul Harvey Jr. And you know something on Friday? Showed his true colors. You were right, Rich Pactor, and too bad George is off this week. Because for once I'd have to tell him he had his thumb right on it. He was right. Paul Harvey Jr. is a major asshole. Uh, calls in after we begged, uh, you know, we got little Joey to call in. Some voices from the past. I think there was one other one. And then Paul Harvey Jr. He wasn't listening. Well, I listened to Tony Bruno. <laughs> and then I hear you after him right all the way to the end. Didn't know that the thanks for calling lady had passed away. Didn't know anything that's going on in the show. 
This is the same guy that thought Christina Moron was a great hockey announcer. Paul Harvey Jr., you're out, sweetheart. You're dead meat. Now, here's the second poll we took. And it's real interesting to me to go to show you the kind of audience we've got. We've got a, you know, a big audience out there. The problem being that they're, uh, they're just, I don't know. They're never happy. They're never satisfied. It's a typical South Florida syndrome. No matter what you do, well, we don't like this and we don't like that. See, if Lardass Limbaugh, just to use an example, if he took a poll among his audience of millions and millions of ditto heads, I guarantee you 98% would say, even if we disagree with you, we like it just fine. Don't change a thing. It's just uh, just the way it is. Not in this crowd. We asked you, I'd like Neil's show better if. And then we gave you some choices. Uh, let's see. 610 said, I like it fine now. That's 74.4% out of 819. But that leaves over a quarter of the audience that's, uh, you know, got a problem. For example, if he was religious... 22 people, 2.6% said, if I was religious, they'd like to show better. Forget about it. Right. If he was nicer to Mo, 49 people, 5.8% said, if he was nicer to Mo, we'd like him better. Forget about it. We draw the line at Nyan. Don't forget about that, okay? No chance. If he was straight, 51, 6.1%. You think that's going to happen? Forget about it. Right. And my favorite, which got the greatest response here, in terms of if we could just change to please those people in the audience, if he wasn't so liberal... 91 people, almost 11% said, if I weren't so liberal, they'd like the show better. Well, guess what? Forget about it. Yeah, forget about that, too. Very, very sad. This is the prerequisite for uh, being on the year in America today. You have to be right-wing and hope the further to the right, the better. The bigger your numbers are going to be. That's why we're going to do this poll today, just to see if there's anybody out there who's not to the right of Attila the Hunt. And no matter what the result of the poll is going to be, forget about it. I'm not the selling out just to please a handful of assholes in the audience, okay? Oh, if you're just more conservative, you just suck up to the president a little bit more. No. Isn't going to happen. I get paid the same, regardless. Here's the poll question today. How do you rate yourself politically? Very liberal. Fairly liberal. Independent. Fairly conservative. Very conservative, like Miguel, or not into politics at all. I think we covered all the bases there, don't you? Sure. Did we touch them all? Don't don't try to like uh, you know pretend that you're on the outside of this thing. We know where you're coming from. <laughs> we saw we saw your card. How do you rate yourself politically? Very liberal, fairly liberal, independent, fairly conservative, very conservative, like Miguel, or not into politics at all. And that's the poll. So we'll see. We'll see if there's any hope. I don't think so. I think I think the party's over. Bin Laden tapes found in Bally House. Indonesian police yesterday found video recordings of speeches by Osama, Yamama, and other extremist Islamic propaganda at two houses once rented by the alleged mastermind of last month's bombings in Bali. The discovery appeared to strengthen growing suspicions that Islamic radicals sympathetic to Bin Laden's al-Qaeda terror network were behind the October 16 blast that killed nearly 200 people, mostly foreign tourists. Mostly Australians. Officers also unearthed an empty cartridge for an M16 assault rifle in one of the two houses near Solo City, Central Java, local police Lieutenant Colonel Bombang Hamaru said. Hamaru said the houses were once rented by Imam Samudra, the top suspect in the bombings, and several of his alleged accomplices. Samudra was arrested Thursday at a ferry port on the western tip of Java. Police say he's confessed to planning the bombings and that he also received military training in Afghanistan. We found recordings of speeches by Osama Yamama bin Laden and military training clips featuring Arabs, said Sergeant Waihono, who, like many Indonesians, uses only one name. Did you know that? Only Indonesians, a lot of them only use one name. 
Officers also recovered several militant Islamic magazines, a tape recorder, and a computer in the state news agency and terrorist set. So there you go. The fine finger of Osama Imam is right in there. And then, of course, the Saudis. See, that's where we ought to be bombing. I was going to do that poll question today. I'll save it for tomorrow. Who we ought to be attacking first and foremost. Ought to be Saudi Arabia. We ought to be over there bombing a Riyadh back into the Stone Age. They don't have far to go. And just hooking up a big hose. We already got our base over there. Just hook up a big hose so Americans can have like 25 cent a gallon gasoline and we wouldn't have to be worrying about Christians for against SUVs and all this other bull crap. That's what we ought to be doing. And, of course, they got all these excuses and they got the schmata heads coming on there uh, talking real soft, you know. Who the hell are you people kidding over there in Saudi Arabia? You're not kidding this kid, I'll tell you that, scumbags. But before we get into that, basketball scrimmage at church center turns violent. One player shoots another. In Milwaukee, this, of course, right in tandem with the uh, aberrant behavior in Columbus, Ohio. I was very pleased. I hate to say this, Mr. Mad Dog. I was pleased. I saw the end of that Ohio State-Michigan game on Saturday. I was ecstatic to see Ohio State win that game. It was, it was a beautiful thing. Didn't you like it? Why is that? Why did you enjoy that so much? Because I, I went to Michigan State. I hate Michigan. By the way, did you see the Penn State-Michigan State score? What was it, 161 to 7, something like that? That was close. Yeah, we stink, and we, but we, see, we don't care. Michigan, meanwhile, has got real tourists. They got those NCAA problems going on now, and they lose to Ohio State in the big game. Oh, Mad Dog's going to be, in spite of the Dolphin win yesterday, he's going to be hanging his head big time like Tom Dooley today. Speaking of football, man, I'm telling you, I'm still sick to my stomach from that Dol that uh, New England game yesterday, even though we won. Man, New England, Paul, what can I tell you? Tommy Brady played good. He looked pretty good to me. But boy, oh boy, they just try to make it exciting. It's always got to be exciting. They never want to blow anybody out. When in doubt, let's blow them out. Now, let's make it exciting. Let's tear your guts out. A basketball scrimmage among teenagers at a church recreation center turned violent when one boy shot another after, dis after a dispute over a foul, police said in Milwaukee. How do you like that? Over a foul. Oh, that won't no foul. Tyrone Turnade, 17, was hospitalized yesterday after being shot twice during the game at a gymnasium at Leighton Park Evangelical Church on Saturday. His condition was upgraded to satisfactory. Authorities are still searching for a 13- to 15-year-old suspect. It was strictly an argument in the heat of a basketball game, said Police Lieutenant Thomas Welsh. Police said the shooting happened during a practice for the church's community youth basketball team where 10 to 12 boys were practicing without the coach. According to witnesses, one boy fouled the other one. The suspect then threw a ball at Turnage with the suspect in the face. His nose bleeding, the suspect walked off the court, reached into a book bag on the sideline, and shot Turnage when he followed him. He was lying on the ground saying, God forgive me for all my sins. God forgive me for all my sins. He just kept saying it over and over again, said D'Angelo Wright, 16. Tyrone was just on the ground screaming. Mario Lozano, who runs the basketball program, said team members are required to be in high school and must take part in weekly Bible studies to participate. He said the suspect is not a member of the team. How do you like that? They have to take part in weekly Bible studies. <laughs> oh. We need a lot more guns. A lot more guns. And you know what else we need to go along with that? Guns and booze. Like at that Ohio State game, baby. Lots of booze. Like the Bush sisters would tell you. Bush, booze, and football. That's the American effing way. Make no mistake about it. Don't you think we need not more beers at football games? Definitely. Always more beer. 
That's the reason a lot of us stopped going to Dolphin games in the first place and finally just turned on the whole damn thing just out of disgust, was you, you drunks, you obnoxious, idiotic drunks who go to football games, and before the game even starts, you're like <laughs> sloshed out of your mind, sloppy and obnoxious and loud and nasty and brawling and fighting in the stands. Yeah. Well, hey, that's what you like. And you're not sitting out there. You're up in a goddamn box anyway, I guarantee you. Or in your seats. Or in my seats. Very nice. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Or you're sitting in my seats, in my nice box. Hey, Miguel, stay out of my box. Okay. 9.13 at 5.60 WQM. Hey, the holidays are here, baby. Thanksgiving will be here in a couple of days. And then, of course, you get the big stuff. You got Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's. Got all those guests coming. You want to spruce up the house and make it appear that you're really like uh, not the slob that you probably really are. How you do that, you call our good friends at Dry Concepts. You can check them out on the web at dryconcepts.com if you like. Get all the information on the fantastic stuff they do for you. I don't need to check them on the web because I know about it. I've been using them in my house for over 20 years, and once you use them, you'd never dream. I guarantee you, you'd never dream of calling anybody else because they do a stupendous, unbelievable job. They give you a guaranteed written price before they start. They make your carpets look sparkling just like brand new. They dry in a couple of hours. They smell lemony fresh, and you're ready to rock and roll and put on a good front for all your company. And don't forget, they also do a stupendous, unbeatable job of furniture cleaning, drapery cleaning, spot dyeing, fiber protection, carpet repairs, in-plant oriental rug service, second to nobody in the world in that great new plant of theirs, deodorization, and if a flood hits your house, complete water damage restoration, too. They're the best in the world. It's as simple as that. You can call them toll-free from anywhere. It's 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071. So clean it up for the holidays for all your guests that you're going to be entertaining. Clean today, entertain tonight. Not just their slogan, it's their business at Dry Concepts. O'Neal, my queen. God. Just something about you. So plump. You look great there on my table. Take one of your legs, lift it up, and rip it off and eat it. You know you're a bird, right? You know what day it is. To carve you with my knife, it's stainless steel blade. I hate to do it, cause you're so fine. To see you cut is such a shame. Got that white meat way down to the bone. Bye, bye, bye! Voice and tender, share you with the people in my home. Open up your cavities. Twenty-five pounder, I love you. With a carcass left over, gonna chuck you. How do you like that? You like the way that ended? A little abrupt. Just, just abrupt. I like those bits that end like, uh, and leave you like hanging. Uh, the poll is up. Nineteen votes already. How do you rate yourself politically? Fairly liberal five, independent four, very liberal four. And by the way, we will be tracing those of you who say very liberal. There'll be a little knock on your door in about a half an hour. Not into politics at all three. Fairly conservative two and very conservative Oy. one. So I guess Miguel voted already. Must be. Voted fairly. Was that your vote? You voted fairly? Fairly. Uh-huh. Likely story. Fascist in denial. 
Don't forget, join the Overnight Guys, Joe and Mark tonight, 9 to 11 at Gatsby's and Davies. Stop by to win prizes. Enjoy specials on Crown Royal. Maybe you can celebrate the Bush, your girl's birthday, huh? It's the 49ers and the Eagles for Monday Night Football. Gatsby's and Davies. I was going to say, it should be a pretty good game tonight, but you never know. Because the NFL is so mediocre now that uh, who the hell knows? Look at the results from yesterday. The Giants losing to a girls team like that? Tampa Bay with that big fat Warren Sapp beating Green Bay, pounding Green Bay, who lose for the second week in a row. Not that it makes any difference. Saudi 9-11 money trail probe continues. Allegations that money from the Saudi royal family indirectly helped two 9-11 hijackers mean a well-financed terrorist structure still could be in place in America, capable of striking again, lawmakers said yesterday. Oy. A link between the Saudi government and the hijackers, if true, raises the stakes substantially of what the threat is in the U.S., said Democratic Senator BDI Bob Graham of Florida, outgoing chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Such a network could facilitate the next wave of terror. Wait till we get to what uh, his counterpart there, his Republican buddy Bob Sh uh, Richard Shelby, had to say. I, I don't understand how the public is able to continue uh, functioning from day to day with all these psychotic terror warnings. Anyway, a White House official told CBS News correspondent Mark Knoller, it's important not to rush to judgment. <laughs> That's right. We don't want to pick on the Saudis too much because they're our partners in crime. Saudi officials have denied doing anything intentionally to help the 19 hijackers, of whom 15 were from their country. Foreign policy advisor Adel Al-Jubir said yesterday, we will be merciless against people in the war on terrorism. Right. The FBI is investigating financial records indicating that Princess Haifa Al-Faisal, wife of the Saudi ambassador, wrote monthly checks that ultimately went into the accounts of Omar Al-Boyami and Osama Baznan. Two hijackers of the plane crashed into the Pentagon may have gotten money from these men while the terrorists were living in the United States. A spokesman for the Saudi embassy told CBS News on Saturday that the students received no money from Princess Haifa's account, that the allegation is absolutely not true. It reminds me of when that Egypt airplane crashed. Remember that? With an Egyptian pilot who decided it was his turn to fly the plane and was muttering Allah, praise Allah, this and that. And then all of a sudden they went into a swan dive and everybody died. And the Egyptian government was saying, oh no, it wasn't him. He didn't do it. Yeah, I remember It was that. an accident. Arabs in denial. That's what it always is. Arabs in denial. Senator Richard Shelby, don't call me Dick, an eight-year veteran of the Senate Intelligence Committee, warned Americans yesterday to expect another major attack from Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Now, wait till you hear the quote. Oh, absolutely, it's going to ha happen, Shelby said on NBC's Meet the Press. He said he based his opinion partly on a warning of a spectacular attack contained in that audio tape broadcast November 12th on Al Jazeera TV in the Persian Gulf Emirate Qatar. U.S. intelligence experts attributed the tape to Osama Yamama. There were several messages there, said Shelby, one to all of his supporters and to us that he's alive, he's kicking, and he's going to be around. And I think he also sent the message he's going to attack and attack our allies. In an interview a week ago, Shelby noted a rise in intercepted communications that suggests terrorist strikes with the Bin Laden tape as possible harbingers of a new attack. An FBI warning that followed the appearance of the tape was not overblown, he said, and there are ominous signs we should not ignore. Ominous. He spoke with more certainty yesterday. Wait till you hear this last quote. He says, I think it'll be spectacular, he said. Will it be on the order of the World Trade Tower or the Pentagon? I hope not, but that's something we've got to stop. It'll be spectacular, said Richard Shelby. Nice choice of words. Yeah. Just in time for Thanksgiving to make you really enjoy your holidays. To like kind of crawl under the table and wait for the all clear. Pile of crap. Think we're going to get any calls today? I mean, it is a holiday week. It could be pretty grim. Don't you think? 
5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. I just mentioned that I throw that out there in passing, you know, just just for the amusement of the audience. Might get a call or two here and there. Right, Carlos? Might get one or two. There's Here's one. one. Here's one. Well, grab it. Grab it, man. Don't just sit there looking at it. Grab it. He hung up on me. Good. Good for him. Probably the that guy, the raspberry guy. Waiting for our first call of the week. This could be, this could determine the tone of this entire week on his show. Thursday, by the way, the beast on Thanksgiving Day is going to be on. Is it kind of a treat for everybody? I, we hope it's going to be a treat as opposed to those crappy best of tapes. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. The Saudis are subsidizing even more so than we already thought. Terror attacks. They're writing checks. They funded those madrasas. They're teaching them. They're training them. They're uh, supporting them. They're encouraging them. And then they lie about it. And the public don't have a goddamn thing to say about anything, which is uh, typical. It's our crowd, our malcontent crowd. Oh, we sure wish you were more liberal, Neil. We wish you were a nice heterosexual guy with, like, a wife and 15 kids. We sure wish it was this and wish it were that. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Okay. Wow, first call of the day. I'm impressed. Well, we're we're not impressed yet. We'll see. Right, not yet. Uh, I'd like to go back to the thing about the Victoria's Secret uh, nudity on television thing. For right. Second, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, let me ask you a question. What is the difference between a a overweight man with a hairless chest and large breasts, or a man that's a bodybuilder with large chest, hairless, and a woman's breast on television? What is the difference? Good question. Excellent question. How can they say that one's bad and one's good? Where, who are they getting off to say that, you know, I'm a heterosexual male, you know, I don't care if it's a man or a woman on television. Yeah, we believe think, you. I don't understand the difference. Well, there isn't any difference. But you keep in mind, this is the same government where uh, the, the Attorney General had to cover up the statue, just a statue of women's breasts with a sheet. That's, that's, that's absolutely insane. Like a woman that, you know, is breastfeeding a child. I don't, you know... I think that's personal, and I don't really care to see that. But you know what I mean? I don't see how they can say that you're not allowed to do that. And not only that, but why can we see the rest of the breast but not the nipple? What right, is well, it about the nipple that gets the FCC and all these right-wingers so crazy? What is it? Well, like you go to some of these strip bars now, and they have to wear these little pieces of tape over the nipple. And right. Like, what right. The pasties. That's right. What is the difference? It's a well, piece maybe, of dark skin. We'll find out for you today. Neil, you're great, buddy. Have a great day. We're going to find out what's the difference, okay, between Fat Boy's uh, nipples, between his breasts. Oh, how'd you like to see that, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Josh Friedman's breasts? He'd yeah. have to wear like a, he'd have to wear a Z cup. Just gigantic, enormous, disgusting, nasty things. How about those sumo wrestlers? We see them on TV all the time, don't we? That's almost comical, though. No, that, that's not the point. They've got breasts the size of some people that you've seen. Certainly bigger than Carlos. I hope so. And yet so. nobody gets all bent out of shape and says, Oh, my God, we saw the breast down here. And I hate to break the news to you, folks. I know maybe some of you haven't checked lately, but men have nipples. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Sports coverage that's live, live, local. Your choice. Your team. Yours. I think I like my baby. You know, gone down the road, stop at Fannie Mae. I'm gonna tell old Fannie what I heard above and say, don't stop me talking. I'm gonna tell her everything.
thing I know. I want to break up the signifying. Whoa, people, somebody's got to go. You know, Neil told Rich, Richie told the bird, and Birdie told Annie, Annie told her mother, tell her, brother, too, don't stop me talking. I'm going to tell everything I know. You know, like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Now, notice I have a comedy bit or a drop-in or something for just about anything you might send my way. You notice that? Oh, that's right. You have no idea who that is. That was Dion for the uninitiated. There are a couple of punks who have no idea. Wouldn't know Dion from uh, Dion Sanders. The one from the Wanderer? Yeah, the one from the Wanderer. Very good, Carlos. The one from the Wanderer, you know, and Run Around Sue and uh, stuff like that. The one from the Wanderer. Anyway, love Dion's music, but the fact of the matter is that uh, he turned out to be an asshole. Was a big fan. That was on IOD. We had him in the studio that day. Loved the show. He's sitting there with his uh, that cap, that silly cap he's been wearing. Anyway, the fact is, Dion sang with Bruce Springsteen this past weekend at the American Airlines Arena. One song he sang with Springsteen. Dion looked like he was 100 years old. He was donning his signature hat and jeans. I guess he thinks he's still 20. Anyway, I was about five feet from him in a VIP section, and I said, Neil Rogers is God. He turned to me, shot me a bird, and turned away. Yeah, see, he never, that syphilis Sioux thing, man, they even sent us a letter. This is after we had him on the air. He showed up at one of our appearances also, in addition to coming into the studio. So twice he was consorting with us, at least. Big fan of the show at that time. He lives up in Boca. You know the kind of people, the kind of sour people live up in Boca. But at any rate, and then we were out, kept playing syphilis students, in spite of the letter that they sent. Oh, well, uh, Ernie Maresco, who wrote that, or whoever the hell it was, was very offended. Well, tough crap, okay? There's nothing wrong with syphilis, Sue. It's a funny song parody, don't you guys think? Yeah. Everybody loves syphilis, Sue. And so since that day, he turned on us, which is why I'm sure if this is true, we shot the guy to bird, because now, now I'm a bad guy. Still love your music, Dion. You can still sing like crazy. You're just an idiot. You're just a Schmidt head. See, just like I've been trying to tell you folks, because somebody is a good performer doesn't mean necessarily. See what I'm saying? Doesn't mean that they are a good person. They can be a great performer and be a real asshole, be a Schmidt head. And Dion, I guess, in that particular case, or maybe he's just overly sensitive. Maybe that's his problem. I don't know. Now, what are you doing with these promos here? I'm starting to get really aggravated. Sorry. Was this your work? No. Join the overnight guys, Joe and Mark tonight, 9 to 11, along with a special guest from the Dolphins, Trent Gamble. Well, who the hell gives a crap about him? Who's that? Who's Trent Gamble? Is related to Bruce Gamble? I think it's a linebacker. Special team. Well, who, who the hell knows who that is? See, and neither one of you know who I think it's a linebacker. Neither special one of you team. guys knows who. Get out of here. You wouldn't know Trent Gamble from Trent Green. I had fact, I'd rather I'd rather hang out with Trent Green myself. Stop by to win prizes and enjoy specials on Crown Royal. It's the 49ers and the Eagles for Monday Night Football. Why not at Gatsby's and Davey? Why not just make a book out of this like that one piece of copy that Skippy sent me this morning? It's a book. It's not a piece of copy. It's a book. It's 400 pages long. What am I getting all worked up about? It's only Monday. I got Thursday off for Thanksgiving. But the beast working, just calm down. Just take the money, okay? Take the money and run. That's what Lynn Samuels tells me. Just take the money and be glad you're working. Every other liberal's got kicked off the air already. You're right, Lynn. 86 votes. How do you rate yourself politically? Fairly liberal, 35. Independent, 18. Largely, fairly conservative, 11. That's Miguel. Fairly like wishy-washy, but leaning to the right. Not into politics at all, eight. Very liberal, seven, and very conservative, seven. So we got two people on the extremes, on the outer fringes there, on the edges. Very this and very that. 
Who are the liberals? See, this is the problem when you come right down to it. What liberals have we got left? This is why there's no liberal talk show host, because there's nobody there's nobody to support us. First of all, you got your feminists, okay? The women who want to get into Augusta. Which I don't give a crap anymore because it's golf. It's stupid. Feminists. Do we have any feminists? We don't have any women in the first place. No. We don't have any of those. Then you got your Schwarzers, okay? They vote Democratic because it's the only choice they've got. Uh, how, we got a lot of them? No. We don't have a lot of dark folks listening. A few, just a smattering. Then you got your fags. Right? Yeah. Most fags vote uh, Democratic or liberal, but the problem is they're not listening to the show because I don't look like Tom Brady. If I looked really good, then we'd have all the uh, male fags. Dykes, forget about it. So we don't have them. And then you got old Jews. Oh, boy. Are still liberals, most of them. So, so you put those categories together there, and we don't have those people listening. So what, what am I talking about? What are you talking I'm, about? I'm, huh? No, seriously, I'm talking to myself on this show. I'm sitting here reading all this stuff about Bush did that and Rumsfeld did this and but all these months I've been doing that, I might as well be uh, farting into a windstorm for all the impact I have. Got Paul Harvey Jr. out there who's got the intellect of a fruit fly. Oh, I'm listening to Tony Bruno. <laughs> yeah, good. Get out of our hair, okay, you idiot, you simpleton. I'll say it again. Rich Pactor was right. What a moron. This is a guy that thought Stan Major was funny. What does that tell you? And I'm sitting here puking my guts out. There's no point. There is no more liberal anywhere in America. And then this poor bitch up here, which I was the first one giving that story last week, in the middle of the week, way ahead of everybody else, because it was on the front page of the National Post about John Cretchen's assistant, who she says, uh, you know, kind of like in passing, that George W. is a moron. Well, there's no big bulletin there. And now they're making a big stink about that. I guess on Crossfire they're going to be discussing that tonight back and forth. Everybody knows he's a moron. Yes. Even he knows he's a moron. Why do you think he's got that look on his face? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Happy Turkey Day to you, folks! Canadian Thanksgiving was last month. So there ain't gonna be no uh, turkey up here on Thursday. Oh, not a shame. Here is Boca. Hello, Boca. <laughs> yeah, a little sheepish. Oh, that must have been Dion. Probably. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Okay. I've been listening to you for 15 years because it's the first time I've ever called. Okay. I got a question. You know, we had the World Trade Center thing, you know, 14 months ago. Every day or, you know, every other day we hear this stuff. They're going to bomb us. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Why hasn't anything happened in the last 14 months in the U.S.? They're supposed to have this war with us, and they haven't hit us. They haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. This is why I swear I believe it was all an inside job. And we're going to start getting. Hey, it in. was an in. Wait, what does that mean? It was an inside job, sir. What What does that mean? I think. I, I hope. I hope that you don't mean what I think you mean when you say it was an inside job. What does that it, mean? It was a setup by our own people. By and our own people. What What foot. What people are you talking about, sir? You're suggesting that our government was responsible for killing three thousand innocent people? Absolutely. Our current administration is responsible. Oh, get out of here! Wow. What, 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 what kind of crap is that? Maybe you can elope with Bill Maher, okay? You idiot. See, that's what's wrong with talk radio. And that's why I enjoyed those seven months of the bedtime stories, even though Miguel didn't. How do you know? You didn't like it. Don't, don't lie. Don't, I'm look, asking you how you knew. Because I'm sure you did like not. It. It's not your It's not your bag, okay? It's not. not your thing. You're just not an intellectual. You're more interested in getting laid all the time. That's your big thing. Absolutely correct. Well, so am I, but I can't. we can't all look like you, okay? But the fact that a man, plus we don't all have that nice new mattress from Dollar Mattress like you got. 
true. But what, what, what kind of swill, what kind of schmuck calls up a talk show? I mean, yeah, you can say it. That's your opinion. You're entitled to it, but I don't want to listen to it. It's, it's, it's grotesque. It's grotesque. We know that there were 19 of these assholes. We know 15 of them were Saudis. We know they were all Arabs. And here's a guy who was an inside job. And because nothing has happened for 14 months, therefore, this guy tells us that nothing's going to happen again. Well, if that's the case, if it was an inside job, why doesn't our government go ahead, the same people who supposedly were behind it in the first place, and do something else just to prove to us uh, that it's going to be bad? Why don't they unleash a, a bunch of crap? Speaking of a bunch of crap, by the way, People Magazine, this has got to be a comedy magazine, doesn't it? Every year for the last 400 years, the sexiest man alive. Well, I happened to be in the newsstand yesterday, so I picked this piece of crap up at great expense to me. Thank God it's Canadian currency. Ben Affleck is on a coming out. He's, he's okay. I mean, you know, I'd take a look at it. Ben Affleck, he's, he's all right. Is he the sexiest man alive? Not no. even close. And when I get to this thing and read you the name, Don Rumsfeld is one of the people in here. How do you like that? Donald Rumsfeld is one of the sexiest uh, men on the face of the earth. And also in People magazine, under the surprisingly sexy category, James Gandolfini. How do you like that? James Gandolfini. Is he sexy or what, huh? Hot stuff right there. He, <laughs> he is pretty goddamn hot. Sports Radio 560, QAM. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. This week on E, it's the Anna Nicole Thanksgiving Special. Yeah, I'm doing a porno movie. She ate the entire friggin' turkey. A big, fat turkey. She ate the cat, too. What else do you want? Four small cheese pizzas. The Anna Nicole Thanksgiving Special. This is kind of scary for sure. 943 at 560 WQM. Happy Monday to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Speaking of hockey, how about those Leafs and Eddie the Beagle, huh? Oh. They turned it around. I have no idea how. And how about those Panthers last night stealing a point in Anaheim against Brian Murray's Mighty Ducks, huh? That was pretty exciting. Last part of the uh, regulation. Came from two goals down. Sandus Ozelinch ties it up there at the end. Him and uh, Kristen Huzelius and uh, Stevie Weiss. They're playing great. Even though it's a bunch of ties, but nevertheless, they stole a point. They're great overtime, wide open, like it's supposed to be those interconference games. Any interest? No. <laughs> oh, I just don't get it. I scratch my head and my thing, and I keep asking myself, how can we have a hockey team in South Florida? Now, Miguel goes to a hockey game or two. Or two, yeah. Used to, anyway. But you haven't been to one this season. No, I haven't. How did I know that? Well, I've been to one. And, of course, Carlos tells me before the show today, hasn't been to, into the uh, new arena for anything yet. You forget about a hockey game, to a concert, to anything. Nothing. In the new arena. We've only had it for five years, dummy, okay? You better get in there before they decide to close it down, before the team moves away, like the San Jose or somewhere. God, bunch of deadheads in that town. In Miami, here's some good news, though. In Miami, a tree to top Rockefellers. Good news in the New York Times, no less. Miami may not have snow or much of a winter for that matter, it says, but it's determined not to be outdone when it comes to holiday cheer. To prove it, the city claims it has the tallest Christmas tree in the country. All right. Did you know that? No. Yep. Not, you, see, Miguel knew because he was reading the paper. See, Carlos don't read the papers. He only reads the funny papers. Never mind that the tree, a 110-foot Norway spruce, had to be shipped in from Yorktown Heights, New York, and is sitting in a pool of water so it won't wither too quickly in the tropical heat. No one here seems to find it strange either that the tree is surrounded by palms in a downtown park near a bay full of sailboats. 
We always felt Miami was lacking something in the holiday spirit, being that it's so warm, said Nelson Albareda, president of Unipro Group, a marketing entertainment company that's setting up the tree in the miniature holiday village around it. I think a lot of people from South Florida, when they think holidays, think of snow and cold in New York, Mr. Albareda said, what resembles New York on holidays, but a tree. Pushing things a bit, Mr. Alvarado boasted that Miami not only had the largest tree, but perhaps the most spectacular one as well. Don't tell that to the folks at Rockefeller Center who all but called it scrawny. If I came back with a tree that's tall, narrow, and skinny, it wouldn't be fun, said David Murbach, the Rockefeller Center Gardens manager who's been picking the tree there for 19 years. New Yorkers are very outspoken, he said. In other words, if we had a skinny one, people would laugh at it, and the tree too. This year, Mr. Murbach selected a 76-foot Norway spruce discovered in Bloomsbury, New Jersey, after a year-long search. He said you can easily find tall trees, but it's harder to find one that's dense and wide enough. I'll bet you ours is wider and denser in our tree, too. Well, yes and no, it says the Rockefeller Center tree, which is 70 years old, is 44 feet wide at its base. The Miami tree, estimated to be 85 to 100 years old, is 55 feet wide, but it had cosmetic help. Branch implants, actually. Workers nailed and tied dozens of extra limbs to the Miami spruce to give it a more full-figured appearance. They spruced it up, in other words. The naturally well-endowed Rockefeller Center tree required no such enhancement. Well-endowed. New York Times using spicy language like that. Well-endowed. And you got the FCC worried about a couple of nipples on TV on Victoria's Secret and all these damn emails, all 300 of them coming into the FCC, as if that means something. Bunch of crap. 123 votes on the poll. How do you rate yourself politically? Is there any hope out there to combat this wave of right-wing extremism in America? No. Of course not. Fairly liberal, 48. Independent, 22. Fairly conservative, 17. Very liberal, 14. Not into politics at all, 13. Very conservative, 9. Like Robert Grieper. He's one of those 9. Self-hating, right-wing, very, grotesque. Very, very, very. You say, do you say fairy? What did you just say? Very. Do you hear what, Robert? Miguel just called you a fairy. Now, last week we discovered that he's a eunuch. He just, he don't have anything. He has no equipment. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. Delray Beach, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, I think you sell yourself short sometimes because I've met I'm you sure. and I've met Tom Brady and one, you're definitely better looking. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the first point. Uh-huh. Second point is um, about the hijackings, that moron earlier. Yeah, how do you The like only that? good thing that came out of that was that some of those hijackers had no idea they were going to crash into the building. Yeah. Did you know that? So they said that just some yeah, of them... Yeah, yes, I did know that. Right. Going, Look news, out for yes. the building. Yeah. And then the last point is um, a guy who said the uh, a guy with no shirt and a girl with no shirt, basically the same thing. Put you with no shirt on next to Jackie Johnson from Channel 7. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Same thing, wouldn't you say? The point the guy was trying to make is, why is it that female breasts get everybody so titillated, if I can say that? Can I say it? No. Not anymore, I can't. In terms of, like, seeing a little uh, bareness here or bareness there. And it's the same thing with ass. American TV, if there's going to be naked ass, they put the gray a little square over it. Not because Spanish God TV. forbid you said she, huh? Not Spanish TV. No, not Spanish TV because that's got European origins in it, okay? All the European channels, they, they would be embarrassed to be doing something like that. They'd be humiliated and degraded. They'd be laughed off the air if they were putting like a little gray thing over somebody's Rectum. cheeks. And then the interesting thing of it is to, to go back to the thing about comparing uh, a man's big fat breast to a woman's breast. And the same thing with cheeks. Here's a little baby, like the, the pamper spots. 
You've seen those TV spots. Right. And you see the baby's ass. Naked. There's a little baby's <gasps> ass. So how, how old do you have to be? How big does your ass have to be before it becomes sexual and threatening? Okay? That's the obvious question. Maybe we can get an answer from the FCNC. Bunch of assholes. Bunch of crap. When is the, I mean, here we're worried, here Richard Shelby's on there yesterday saying, it's coming any day now, they're going to be spectacular attacks, get ready to die, okay? And what's America worried about? A little bit of bare skin on TV. This is, this is one of the many things wrong with America. Crazy people, uptight right-wing lunatics who want to repress everybody, who want the whole world to be just as sexually repressed as they are. And thank goodness we got plenty of them in Florida because that's the state motto, okay? Misery loves company. We want you to be just as miserable as we are, which is why any time you spend out of Florida is time well spent. Believe me. Trust me when I tell you. Every second of your life that you're outside of Florida is a second of happiness and greatness. Even if you're in goddamn Aintree, any place else can only be an improvement. Misery loves company. We want you to be just as miserable as we are. And look at this tremendous response. We get this guy that calls before that opens up a mouth about the government was behind the attacks on 9-11, killed 3,000 innocent people in, the, in New York and in Washington, D.C. And look at the response from our enthusiastic crowd, from our football, from our overdo overdosed football crowd. Too much booze. That's what happened at Columbus, Ohio. I'll tell you that right now. Why not just burn the whole goddamn town down, kids, you idiots? College games spark fan riots. And not just in Ohio, by the way. Not just there. Police fired tear gas and wooden pellets to break up riding by college football fans who set fires to cars, threw bottles, and burned furniture in the streets early Sunday in celebration of Ohio State University's victory over rival Michigan. At least a dozen fires were set near the Columbus campus. Police had 45 people arrested for disorderly conduct, alcohol violations. <laughs> Football celebrations also got out of hand in South Carolina, California, North Carolina, and Washington as well. How do you like that? And you want to know why? Because getting drunk in football... That's the American fucking way. Exactly. You got it. You got your thumb on it. But we got spectacular attacks coming, baby. We got to get down to brass tacks to business, don't we? No. 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 Do you just give us the ball? Ready for some smash mouth football? That's what it's all about. Man. 5670560... Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. Here's Lauderdale by the sea. Hello. Hello, Neil. How you doing? Good morning. Yes, sir. Neil, Good morning to you. Let me tell you something, okay? You've been Promise in the me. radio business for a lot of years, okay? And I know, uh, pardon the expression, but you've had a lot of assholes call you on the air. But you yes. know that guy about 10 minutes ago who called about the World Trade Center, okay? Yeah. I guarantee you he has to rate as probably number one He's probably the biggest asshole I've ever heard on the radio. He's right I in there. I worked at the World Trade Center for five months, Neil. I, I was up there digging through the rubble, and, you know, I don't appreciate what that guy had to say. You know, I know you have caller ID because, you know what, I'd love to have his number because I'll knock on his door tonight, and I'll kick his ass, okay? Good. All right, he's an asshole, We'll, we'll, send, we'll send Luca Brazzi with you to help you out. Uh, no, I don't need nobody. I don't need <laughs> I, Me and Tony Soprano will take care of him. Okay. All right, Neil, but he, he's the biggest asshole I've ever heard on the radio. I'm with you. All right, brother. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Yeah, we'll send James Gandolfini there. That'll fix him, who's not only a tough guy, but also very cute, according to People magazine. 
This is the most ludicrous. See, they have a bunch of women picking these guys. Now I understand why some of you really ugly guys out there got hot wives and girlfriends. Because they either got bad taste, bad eyesight, or uh, whatever. Or maybe you guys have got something that doesn't meet the eye readily, apparently. See what I'm saying? Money. That's one of them. But this magazine, man. See, if they just pick some of us fags to pick good-looking guys, we could do that, no problem at all. At least, I, I guarantee if I did the selecting, this People magazine would sell 40 trillion copies all around the world. When I get to that list, which I will eventually, I'll get around to it sooner or later when I'm good and ready, uh, you're, you're going to laugh your ass off. And the best part of the whole deal is there's a full-page ad, speaking of Tom Brady like the other guy mentioned, there's a full-page ad, that milk spot, you know, that Tom Brady's doing, where he's got the milk mustache, which gets me very aroused when I see that. But at any rate, it's right in the middle of this section, this section that goes on for about 100 pages here in People Magazine. And uh, that, that's it. That's the only appearance he makes in there. Is he, is he on the list? No. Does he get any kind of mention? No. No. Tom Welling mentioned in there? No. No. The only Tom I see in here is Tom Cruise. Boy, talk about an old troll. Talk about a burnout. Talk about gross. The hunchback of uh, Boston College. What's some other Catholic school beside Notre Dame? Holy Cross. The hunchback of Holy Cross. Well, I'm sick and tired of Notre Dame, okay? They make me sick to my stomach. And why is it that Notre Dame has its own goddamn television network, huh? Does that tell you the uh, influence of the Catholic Church on American uh, daily life? Oh, we don't want to get Dennis upset. How come it is that Notre Dame has its own freaking network? There's 85,000 college football teams, and we got one that's got its own national network, which is why most of us hate them like poison, like poison. If they got beat 145 to nothing every week, that wouldn't be enough. Don't you agree? Yes. Good. Good for you. What about Miguel? 145? Don't, don't tell me you like Notre Dame. No. Irish. Oh, Come on. Brother. Five, six, seven. Look at this tremendous response we got here today, man. It's unbelievable. It's typical. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. In this highly politically oriented show, the highly activist people of South Florida. You know, before the show, we were looking back at the statistics page we have on our website to see the response we've had on it. The highest response, well, the greatest response in a single week was back during the uh, Chad week, November 5th, 2000, during election week, with the uh, hanging chads, all of that crap. But second to that, the only other time we had a spectacular, unbelievable response was Elyon. There you go. Elyon. That's what gets them whipped up into a frenzy. Anything else, forget about it. Coral Gables, hello. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Okay. <clears throat> Good. Uh... Uh, you, you talked about the Saudi thing, and I want to get back to that, but it, you have read that nice little piece about the Christmas tree uh, down here in Miami. Yeah. And uh, it seems, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pleased as punch that uh, they think that uh, Miami has a lot of Christmas spirit, and, and to exemplify this, they get a Christmas tree. Uh, uh, you know, maybe, you know, to remedy the other problems down here, they might actually get a, a working infrastructure or decent schools or something. But, no, instead they go out. We don't care about decent schools. We just have a nice big Christmas tree, man. Well, a tall, skinny tree in any case. And a new arena on every street corner, a new uh, sports arena. That's all we need. And that is why Miami is the greatest city in the world. You got but, it. Uh, but, uh, seriously, uh, you were talking about the Saudi thing, and, and no one else has really mentioned it. Um, Thanks to that moron that made that call earlier, the one that's living in the X Files uh, mm -hmm. world, there, the conspiracy theories. It was an inside job. Yeah, it was an inside job, just like uh, Pearl Harbor was, I think. Right. Uh, you know, 
not that the Japanese knew that at the time. But anyway, in closing. In closing, uh, in a perfect, a more perfect world, uh, what would you see us do with the Saudis, you know, concerning this whole? What would I see us do with the Saudis? Bomb them yeah. into the Stone Age and take over all their oil. We already got the base there, and uh, uh, get that royal family, uh, put them in the uh, in this middle of the desert, and don't give them a map. That's what I would do. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. Q A Q A N. Sometimes you feel like the dark. Sometimes the white. You eat till you can't take one more bite. Pour all the cranberry sauce. WQM, happy Monday to you. Man wants Jewfish Creek renamed, calls it anti-Semitic. <laughs> Last year, a Georgia scientist successfully lobbied that the official name of Florida's largest grouper species be changed from Jewfish, which he found offensive, Oy! to Goliath Grouper. Now another man is seeking that the name of the narrow Key Largo channel known as Jewfish Creek also be amended. Arnold G. Conheim of Washington, D.C., and first of all, if the guy's in Washington, D.C., what the hell does he care about someplace in the Key Largo, huh? What is it his business? Has petitioned the U.S. Board on Geographic Names to change the name. The word Jew in any other form than noun is derogatory, Conham wrote in his name change application. His request has some support, but the issue hardly seems to be a divisive one. Jim Borizak, the congregation president of the Keys Jewish Community Center in Tavernier, said the issue was irrelevant. Absolutely correct, sir. In other words, this should be your biggest problem, Arnold. It's not a subject of conversation among Jewish people around here, Borzak said. Most people don't even know the name of the fish has been changed. Monroe County Commissioners voted unanimously last week against renaming the creek, which has been known as Jewfish Creek since the early 1900s at least. In fact, postal records show that the town now known as Key Largo was called Jewfish until 1921. Huh. Didn't know that, did you? Largo? No. Just barely 10 o'clock, and already you're learning a hell of a lot of important stuff. Until 1921, Key Largo was called Jewfish. Interesting. The commissioner's ruling is significant because the Federal Name Change Board considers local opinion when making decisions. Gary Grossman, the scientist who lobbied to have the fish species name changed, said the continued usage of the word Jewfish is anti-Semitic. I don't believe anybody would let a derogatory geographic name stand for an African-American or a Hispanic in South Florida right now. He said a fish ecologist at the University of Georgia. So I don't understand why this is any different. Well, don't we have an animal called raccoon? Huh? <laughs> yeah. And what do we call them for short? Coons. Right? So we're going to change that? No. How about a rac uh, raconteur instead of raccoon? Get out of here, all you uptight, sensitive asshole people. Speaking of assholes, here's an instruction to you guys back there, and I'm sure that Miguel must be sending the faxes this morning. Yes. Don't, and pass this along to little George, which I'll tell him on Monday when he comes back, don't ever, and you had no way of knowing this, I don't I want to sound like I'm going overboard, but I will anyway, don't ever fax me again any, any uh, communication from this New England Paul asshole. He is a major. He's worse than Paul Harvey Jr. He's worse than the guy who called before about an inside job with a World Trade Center bombing. This is the biggest asshole. Talk about a phony. He says, how about our Patriots yesterday kick ass on the Vikings? Kick ass my ass. They were ahead 21 nothing in about five minutes, and they hang on for dear life the whole rest of the game. 
And then this is the same guy who last week was ripping Tom Brady an ass as if it was somehow his fault that they lost that game to the Raiders, which was not his fault. He says, so let's make a big shout-out to our man Tom Brady going to lead us back to the Super Bowl. Can you believe what a phony this guy's? No wonder he's in South Florida. Hypocrite. Going to try to fax you this picture of the lovely Tom Brady. Thanks. To... Yeah, I already got pictures of Tom Brady. I don't need any help from you, you idiot. You phony. You front-running phony. You're perfect for South Florida, man. One week he's ripping him an ass. That'd be like my talking about Ed Balfour stinks to join out and not telling you how great he is because he's got two shutouts in a row and he's playing great. Always like that, Eddie the Beagle, you know what? New England, Paul, get lost, okay? Get a life, you loser, you chronic, you failure. Look at that phone, baby. Is it smoking or what? No. There's not a call on the board to show what kind of activist we got in this audience out there. These are people who are really civic-minded, man. They're into really getting some changes made. And you wonder why nothing ever changes in Florida? It's like doing a goddamn show in a funeral parlor, in a cemetery. Oh, my God. Getting back to People Magazine, okay? Something that's a little more up their alley. About four. And you remember, I don't want to start picking on the women again, but I will anyway. And that's why I'm off, I'm off your side with this Augusta thing. It's golf anyway. I'm, I'm all through going to bet for women on anything. Because back during that week, speaking of Alien, remember that? Oh, brother. We had women up the ass during those days for weeks on end. That's all I wanted to talk about was Alien. We had either wild Hispanic women calling in and, uh, you know, screaming at me. Or we had, of course, the other women who hate every Hispanic who was ever born screaming about Alien and about this and that and about uh, the community being torn to shreds. And why won't they speak English? The same old crap. Do we have one woman on there today? No. No, so we don't have any women listening. But it's amazing when we're talking about one or two of things that the only stuff that gets any uh, bilingualism, that's it. Do you hate the specs? That's it. Anything to do with hate. The women of South Florida, that's where the problem lies, the real serious problem. Anyway, here's the sexiest man alive in People magazine, a real joke, if I ever saw one. <laughs> ben Affleck. Okay, okay, he looks okay. He's all right. Is he the sexiest man? No, but at least it's a choice that you don't have to have like a nervous breakdown saying, how could you say that? Especially in this picture here from Going All the Way where he's like uh, naked almost. 1997, he looks pretty good there. So I'm not going to fight them on that, but, but John Corbett is second on this list. John Corbett from my big fat Greek wedding. I'm going to tell you, I've had bowel movements that look better than this guy. Okay? Do you know who this guy is? Yeah, from that movie. And you think he's good looking? It's a guy. Whatever. No, no, don't, don't start giving me that usual <sighs> response. You know a good-looking guy when you see one, like when you look in the mirror in the morning, okay? Don't be giving me this crap. He's a guy. All right? That's lame. That's weak. You've got an opinion, okay? John Corbett. How about uh, Carlos? He's not as uptight as you are about your sexuality. Yeah, but he's Carlos? on that borderline, you know? <laughs> no. But no, but I just don't know who he is. Oh. Now, here's Enrique, okay? Here's the only really hot guy in the whole list is Enrique Iglesias, and they got a nice picture there. He's got his shirt open. He's looking, uh, he looks pretty damn good to me. And that's it. That's the end of that. Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. Give me a break. Even Quasimodo looked better than him. Speaking of hunchback. Donald Rumsfeld. Well, what, what, is this a joke? Has to be. John Leguizamo. I have no idea how you pronounce his name. Leguizamo, yeah. Leguizamo who played uh, Toulouse-Lodrec in Moulin Rouge. 
Underline the direct part. Five foot eight Colombian born actor who looks. Let me say it again. My dog is left dropping uh, Tootsie rolls that look better than him. George Clooney looks a little like Betty Clooney. Forget about it. Mehmet Oz. Who the hell is that? Gross. Grotesque. Alejandro Sanz, man. And it gets worse. James Blake with the Rasta hair. Rick Yoon. I mean, I don't mind uh, my Asian guys. Okay, there's a lot of good-looking Asian guys. The only problem is he ain't one of them. Kenny Chesney. Anderson Cooper. Oh, brother. Who are these people? Hugh Grant. That should give you an idea what this list is all about. Hugh freaking Grant. Scott Morrison. Kirk Franklin. I'd rather, I'd rather do Benjamin Franklin. Harry Connick Jr. Oh. Rocco DiSperito. Who the hell is he? He's in uh, something. What is he in? Never heard of him. It says, thanks to appearances on Live with Regis and Kelly and the Food Network's melting pot, the divorced Desperito is marinating in newfound acclaim. Never heard of me either, and he's gross. Fabian Cousteau, now correspondent for MSNBC's National Geographic Explorer. He was akin to a Jacques Cousteau. He looks like something Jacques brought up from out of the sea, like one of those barnacles he scraped off the bottom of his ship. And speaking of that, here's Jesse James. This guy's got more goddamn tattoos than Carter's got pills. Grotesque. A host of the Discovery Channel's Monster Garage. You know what that is? Nope. Yeah. Neither do I, and I hope you do. Yeah, I've seen it. You ever seen this guy? Yeah, Jesse James is nothing good looking about that guy. Even you, Carlos, look better than this guy. Okay, even you look better. Holy that's not a lot. Greg Vaughn. Now, here's a guy that's pretty good looking. It's a bad picture. He's in The Young and the Horny. He's pretty good. He plays, uh, what does he play? Uh, somebody. Oh, Diego, that's right. Diego Gutierrez. Yeah, he's pretty good looking. Keeper Sutherland, okay? I mean, what, what are these people talking about? Simon Cowell from goddamn American Idol. My ass looks better than his face. Mel Gibson. Oh, good God. And then hot, hot, hot. It's got, it just goes on. Richard Gere, Pierce Brosnan, Eminem, Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> Harrison Ford, Antonio Banderas. And now we get into the really good stuff. It's got like the bubbling out of Sting. Russell Crowe, Sidney Poitier, who just turned 120 years old, Tiger Woods, Joaquin Phoenix, with a cleft lip, Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, whatever the hell his name, what the hell is he on, Moonlight Mile and the Good Girl, he looks like a good girl, Josh Lucas, Dominic Purcell, Jesse Brantford, you couldn't take the best looking features of about the last 30 of these guys, put them together and make a good looking guy, Carl Urban, from the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. M Mickey Pfeiffer from ER. Really Mackay. gross. Gro huh? Mackay Pfeiffer. Gro I don't know what the hell it was. What the hell does it make? He's a grotesque-looking Schwarzer, man. Adam <laughs> Rodriguez. Even George Rodriguez looks better than him, and George is uh, pretty grotesque. Michael Ely. Nasty-looking. John Buffalo uh, Mailer. And here's the picture of Tom Brady with that uh, football uh, thing on, with that the milk mustache, got milk. How do you like that? Right in the middle of this, but somehow they neglected Tom Brady on the list. I mean, uh, granted, he's no, uh, what, what you call it, no Vin Diesel, who's on the list, by the way. And it just goes on. I mean, why am I even wasting my time with this Vin Diesel? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Keanu Reeves, Samuel L. Jackson, Russell Crowe, Harrison freaking Ford, who may have looked about 100 years ago, Will Smith. And then we got knock-around guys. Everybody, how come we didn't get in here? Everybody else is in here. 
John Hanna. Surprisingly sexy, John Hanna. And James Gandolfini. <laughs> there you go. You can't get much sexier than him. I'm going to be the one to rub his bald spot. Alan Rickman, who looks like the bottom of my ass. Mitch Pileggi. You know who that is from the X-Files? Don't watch it. I guess they must like bald guys in this thing. Michael Boatman. David Allen Gear, who's one of the ugliest farts I've ever seen in my life. Tony Schalhaub. Stanley, oh. Stanley Tushy. And it goes on. I can't, I can't stand it. Burn that, burn that issue, okay? Burn it. This is, this has got to be a joke. This is what they do every year in People Magazine. Come up with a list of the grossest, the nastiest, the smarmy. They throw a couple of good looking guys in there just for measure, and the rest of them are all gruesome, grotesque. James Gandolfini. I mean, can you get any sexier looking than that or what, huh? Well, he he, makes, me look, he makes me look good. He makes Josh Friedman look good. Almost. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. 194 votes on the poll. How do you rate yourself politically, we ask? It's going to change again right here. Come on, either do it or get off the pot. How do you rate yourself politically? Fairly liberal, 78. Independent, 35. Fairly conservative, 27. Very liberal, 25. Not into politics at all, 19. And very conservative, 10. Now, let's see. Very liberal, 25. Very conservative, 10. That's good. That's a good sign. we got a few liberals out there who aren't afraid that somebody's going to trace this. We are tracing it, by the way. 1013 at 560 WQM. We all have different lifestyles. We all have different political opinions. Therefore... Well, the common denominator is health. No matter what your politics, you want to be healthy. Oleomed Mediterranean formulas are designed to do just that, help keep you healthy. They're advanced combinations of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil combined with vitamins and minerals and herbals and other good stuff. Scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support specific health needs. Look for Oleomed's great three new formulas. There's one to help you sleep, one to help you control your weight, and CoQ10, great for your heart. All using the benefits of the finest olive oil you'll find any place. Oleomed's an outstanding new product you can pick up all over town at Publix, Eckerd's, and Walgreens. For more information, call Oleomed at this toll-free number, 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. You can also order their products online at oleomedamerica.com. And if you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oleomed product in Data Broward, you can still get a coupon. Boy, this has been going on for a long time, you know what? You better go in there and get one to make them feel you wanted. For a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll, <laughs> while supplies last. Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing home games. Pick up some free Oleomed samples and start popping it in your puss for good health real soon. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Pridians, dumb as dirt. Hey, gravy, hey, gravy, hey. Please pass, please pass. Hey, gravy, hey, gravy, hey. Do without it on breast or thighs. Pour it on, thick or thin. Try a little on potato or the stuffed in. Drip it, pour it, best with giblet. Cause there's nothing like gravy on turkey meat. Just a little bit of gravy tastes so unique. And the gravy on my plate, it looks so sweet. No wonder that I drool. I'll tell you what really grosses me out. People that put gravy on stuffing makes me nauseous. Why do acid now? I hope you guys aren't doing that. No. On stuffing? On stuffing. No. 
And Carlos, you notice how quiet he is? I bet he does it. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Okay. Too late now. See, a nervous laugh. He puts he puts gravy on the turkey and on the stuffing, and probably on the yams and the cranberries too. Not a big slob fan. One of those slobs that you not a big turkey fan? Nope. What about ham? Eh, better than turkey. Little spick. You yeah, can't look. Yeah. You can't ha you can't have beans for every meal your whole life. Okay, bad for your uh, system. Bad for your IBS. Actually, your, uh, that was good for it. Oh no! Are you kidding me? Beans? <laughs> Holy cow! Irritable bean syndrome? You never heard of that? IBS? No. Wow! Tear your kishkis out. Anyway, forget about it. Keep him on the outside, okay? He's just uh, out of the loop with the whole human race. Was picking on poor Eric this morning before the show. Wants to take over that website. Speaking of eating a lot, I wonder if Eric pours gravy. I think Eric's just got like a spigot, you know. He just opens up the spigot and the gravy comes out all over the whole uh, thing. He just ladles it on. Oh, well, seriously, your gravy should be like, I mean, your uh, stuffing should be moist. Not real moist, not not wet, but a little on the moist side. And just fantastic all by itself. You don't spoil the uh, stuffing with gravy on it. The reason you put gravy on the turkey is because turkey generally, it has no taste, right? It's dry. It, it's dry. And even if it's moist turkey, it still don't really have a lot of taste. Right. So you put a little gravy on there, some real nice thick mushroom gravy would be good. Mmm. Mmm. So even though it isn't going to be Thanksgiving here on Thursday, since I have the day off, I'll find a place where I can get a nice turkey dinner, no problem at all. Just pour it on, man. But don't put any gravy on the goddamn stuffing, or we're going to come to your house and get your ass. Five, six, seven. Have we had a woman call this show yet today? No. no. Doesn't it piss you people off that there are some people in South Florida that won't speak English? <laughs> huh? Doesn't that frost your ass? Man, oh man, oh man, it's so sad. And, I, and I'm getting all whipped up into a frenzy. What's the point? See, let me just say this to you folks. There is no incentive in South Florida to strive for excellence. There, there's no incentive. Because th th no matter what you do, it basically comes out the same anyway. You know what I'm talking about? If you make a tremendous effort, if you wear yourself out, if you knock yourself uh, crazy, it doesn't make any difference. We're just here killing four hours every day. And every now and then I go off the deep end and I lose perspective of that. You know, like over the weekend I'm emailing back and forth about my good friend Lynn Samuels about what we need to be doing to get the liberals and the moderates and anybody who's not a right-wing lunatic a little bit more active and to start with a bunch of websites and do that. What am I, what am I worrying about that for? Well, what's the point? Especially out of South Florida. You can't even get a goddamn, uh, the phone's going here. Okay, guy calls in and says, it was an inside job, 9-11. Any other market in America, I'll guarantee, even in Geneva, New York, the phones would have been smoking off the hook as soon as some asshole calls up and says that. Not here. Not here, because these are the people who adamantly refuse, not only to send their very best, to send anything. Eh, we don't care. Here's Delray Beach. Hello. Lynn Samuels, I remember her in New York. She used to go on right... Bob Grant. Right. Years ago in New York. And, and they can't, they canned her recently because of the fact she's liberal and you can't be on the air and be liberal anymore in America, so they well, canned her. Well, in 1988, her. she was all for Jesse Jackson's campaign, so she's yeah. a little out there. A little too liberal, yeah. Is Hank Goldberg on the list? What is it? Is Hank Goldberg on the list? Is he on what list? The sexiest man alive. Mm hmm. No? Okay. He is on there, yeah. He's, he's right after James Gandolfini. Chad Pennington over Tom Brady. Jack Pennington? Chad Pennington. Oh, Chad Pennington from the Jets? Yeah. You mean He'll talking about how he, for his money. You're talking about how he looks? I've never seen what he looks like. I've seen him play. He's playing pretty damn good. Okay, I'll check him out next week. 
Chad Pennington. And uh, Trent Green on the Kansas City don't look too bad either. Nobody touches my boy Tom Brady, including that asshole New England Paul. What a phony you are, man. Just a week ago, he's faxing me about, oh, Brady sucks, and what are we going to do? And all of a sudden, because they won the game, and believe me, uh, he played pretty damn good himself. Their defense sucks. They try like crazy to blow every game. And all of a sudden, oh, let's hear it for our boy. Oh, go away. Go away, New England, Paul. Go back where you came from. They probably kicked your ass out of Massachusetts, okay? Wouldn't surprise me. Go up to Roxbury. Maybe they'll let you in, but I doubt it. Go to Dorchester. 5670560. Go to Revere. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil, Uncle Neil, yep. how are you doing? Yes, sir. Long-time listener. Excellent. Uh, listen, I read a great, uh, well, not a great article. It's a local rag. Had an article about how the Catholic Church is going to deal with uh, allegations of uh, child abuse by priests with yeah. closed tribunals. Closed to the public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, had that last week. Say again? I said I had that story last week, but it's probably just getting around to the local papers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but it's, uh, which of uh, three uh, three verdicts can be rendered innocent, not guilty, and guilty? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That's old news. Will we be hearing from uh, Paul Boomer and Lord Windesmere this Thanksgiving? You're gonna have to ask. Uh, what's his name? You're gonna have to ask the Beast. Uh, okay. Uh, you, you don't have that card anymore, and. Oh yeah, sure. We got it around somewhere. In fact, every Thanksgiving. in fact, with the Beast won't need those guys. He can do his own party <laughs> contest. Okay. Yeah, he can just do it the whole four hours. Okay, Neil. Hey, have a good holiday. Would you call my brother Andrew a douchebag for me? Okay. Have a great uh, whatever. Oh, we got a lady. I can't believe it. I just get through with the People magazine. Forget about the other stuff. I mean, why should women be concerned about <laughs> the world is coming to an end and stuff like that? You know. Boy, just do the thing in People Magazine with that grotesque list of uh, guys who are supposed to be the sexiest in the world. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Let's get serious. That would be like making a list of the hottest babes in the world and putting Janet Reno in there, okay? With all the respect to my close personal friend, Janet. Here's a lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. 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 Yes, ma'am. Hi, my name is Susan, and I've never listened to you guys before, but I've been laughing as I'm driving. Well, where, where have you been, Susan? <laughs> I'm from Pittsburgh, and... Um, oh. I've been in Florida for 10, well, 11 months now. And a friend of mine just called me and told me to put on this station. And um, I was listening about the turkey and the beans and all that laughing. Yeah. But, um, so, you guys, what what do you believe in? Um, are what, you do I, what do I believe in? What do, yeah. what, what, what do you mean, Republican? what do I believe in? I, well, in the last 10 minutes, I can't get uh, whether you're liberal. I don't think so, but I'm, I don't know. You don't think that I'm liberal? I, I I don't know. You haven't said enough. You've been talking more about Turkey and well. Well, what the, well, let me ask you this: Are you enjoying the show? Am I what? Are you enjoying the program? Oh yes, it's excellent. Well, it's what difference does it make? What difference does it make whether I'm liberal or not? Well, because you just said no women uh, are concerned that the world's going to end, and I'm just hearing bits and pieces. I can't. Not not in not in South Florida. They're not. All they're concerned about is there are too many people who won't speak English. That's the South Florida women. Well, that's true. Nobody They're a bunch of neurotic bitches. <laughs> okay. And to answer your question, yes, I'm a very proud liberal. Yes, you better believe it. Okay. And I'm a very, very proud conservative. You're a very what? Proud conservative. Well, just keep in mind, nobody's perfect. Okay, sweetheart? That's right. Okay. <laughs> Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that ended that call real, real fast. <laughs> are you liberal? Are you, Come on, are you liberal? One of those commie pinko fags? Yes. All of the above except the commie part. 229 votes on a poll. How do you rate yourself politically, huh? How do you rate? 
on a scale of 1 to 5 million. Fairly liberal, 90. Independent, 42. Very liberal, 32. Fairly conservative, 31, like Miguel, who's on the fence. He's on the fence so bad he's got, he's got a chafed rectum ass. Put some cashmere bouquet on there. Okay, that'll do it. Okay. In fact, you know who you can get some from? The crow. Not into politics at all, 24, and very conservative, 10, like this last right-wing woman we just had on from Pittsburgh, okay? I'll see you at the Mountain View Inn in Greensburg, okay, sweetheart? And Mike Lang ain't too happy about you either being too conservative. He ain't too happy with that. Trust me when I tell you. How the Penguins doing? Anybody know? No. No. Mario's doing pretty good. Can you believe Ole Jokinen is tied for second in the league, I believe, in points? You know Ole Jokinen? Hey, Carlos, you know who Ole Jokinen is? No. You putz. You silly person. You know what? You're perfect for South Florida. We found the perfect producer for this program. He wouldn't know a hockey puck if you stuck a dozen of them up his ass. Oh, we got a hockey team in South Florida? <laughs> yeah. And let me ask you this question. What religion is Christian Hoselius? 1026. Just dummy up, okay? Dummy up. It's such a pathetic goddamn place, okay? Leaf six flyers, nothing Saturday. Oh. All right. We're smoking, baby. Back-to-back -back shutouts for Eddie the Beagle. Always told you he was great, didn't I? No. Thanksgiving's coming Thursday. Everybody's going to be flocking home to be together again. Gather around the table with delicious homemade food and family traditions. After all, it's not the turkey that makes the meal special. It's the people. Getting ready for the hungry guests can be really stressful, especially if they're staying overnight. If you're having a house full for Thanksgiving, let Dial-A-Mattress make your holiday preparations a little bit easier. Now's the time to call 1-800-MATTRESS and get you that new mattress in before the house guests get there. If they already told you that they're coming, or even if you don't hear from them like till uh, Wednesday night, Dial-A-Mattress can still deliver a top-quality Sealy, Serta, Simmons, or King Curl mattress the very same day you'll be calling them. I've been sleeping on a Dial-A-Mattress for years, and look at what a sport I am, man. Call Dial-A-Mattress tool-free right now at 1-800-MATTRESS and talk turkey with a vetting consultant to choose from the very best mattresses at even better prices. Rest easy this Thanksgiving knowing that everybody is sleeping comfortably. Get ready for the holidays right now, but time is running out. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S for Dial-A-Mattress and be sure and tell them that old Neil and Fat Boy told you to call. Brand name bed, same day service. Call them now and be sleeping like a baby as soon as tonight. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Ann Coulter is a party girl slut, party girl slut, party girl slut. There is a party girl slut, party girl slut, party girl slut. On her back, legs are spread, that's a stretch, is good head. That's a stretch, 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 A moralist monster, a good girl who wants to be a media whore and prefers it on top quiver. You want more? On this lady? Here's what I'll give you. She's got a book to read about slandering. Nobody knows more about slandering out with a big stupid mouth. Anyone to the left of Mangala, such a good Christian girl, you want to strangle her. Pontificating who she's hating. Political pundit pontificating, scrub on the floor and masturbating. A Republican skanky hoe. She's a federalissimo. Making liberal a dirty word, you know. 
in a mini skirt showing camel toe. Ann Coulter knows what cake can be in a mini skirt that spells fishy. She's a tall drink of water on the side of law and order with a back alley look. If you like your broad dollar, if you got the money, she'll spread those legs with a cigarette and a chardonnay. Ann Coulter, Ann Coulter, political pundit, the angel of the right and an easy lay. Maybe that'll answer the question for a nice lady friend from Pittsburgh whether we're uh, on this show. I say we. I'm talking about me and Carlos and George. Not Miguel. Miguel is in this week because George is on vacation. So Miguel can hold up your end, okay, lady? You're going to hold up her end? Depends. 1032 at 560 WQAM. Happy Monday to you, man. Don't forget the Beast will be here on Thursday. That should be a real hoot. He's going to be doing his own <laughs> farting contest. Can you just hear that? I wouldn't be. Now, have you seen him lately? Yeah. Because it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's, like, put some of that weight back on, you know? The weight that we so desperately and frantically helped him to lose to keep his ass alive. Now he's eating Hooters wings now. Nice. Here's a lady in Boca. Hello. Yeah, Neil, in defense of all the lady Neelys out here, we get it. We don't call because we listen to hear you. Well, wait, wait a minute. That sounds wonderful, but let me ask you this. How come when we had the alien thing going on and also during the hanging chad, those two episodes only out of the 800 years I've been on the air in this market, how come the women were coming out of both ends of the phone in those days? I don't know. Desperate, needy. Well, what, what does that mean? You know, I listen to you to hear you. I can't stand the callers. Go back to no callers. <laughs> yeah. The callers suck, including me. I'm running out of material. Okay, see ya. She said she sucks. And I saw a smile go up on Miguel's face and Carlos, too, even though I can't see either one of them. <laughs> You're right. Five six seven oh five six. You notice the conservative lady from Pittsburgh, she didn't say she sucks, and that's because she's a conservative. And we know conservatives don't do... Uh, no. No way. They don't do that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. What do you say? Let's go get the Saudis, baby. Oh! That's what we ought to be doing instead of pussyfooting around with this Saddam crap, okay? That's just a diversionary tactic. This is all a dog and pony show. And uh, the Saudis and, of course, the Bushmeisters and uh, all of that crap, the Carlisle Group, all of these people are in bed together. Speaking of politics, by the way, I thought this is kind of interesting. Since the Democratic Party is so desperate and out of material, a general for the Democrats, question mark, this is in uh, Newsweek or Time, Time this week. Are dyspeptic American Democrats ready to turn to a military man for leadership at ask? Retired four-star General Wesley Clark who's been famously uh, opaque about his party preference and political future, met privately last week in New York City with a group of high-rolling Democrats and told them he was seriously considering a run for the White House. Sources sell, sell time. All right. You've seen him, haven't you, on uh, CNN? No. He's one of those guys that stands by the map. I think I know which, which, which guy that stands by the map. He's a white-haired uh, general. Right. Launching with about 15 Democratic donors and fundraisers at the Park Avenue orifices of venture capitalist Alan Partikoff, the strong Gorebacker in OO, who's neutral so far in 404, Clark laid out his credentials and his differences with George W., a Rhodes Scholar who fought in Vietnam and served as Supreme Allied Commander in Europe from 1997 to 2000. Clark said the U.S. should finish routing al-Qaeda before taking on Iraq and criticized Bush for being too dismissive of non-war options there. Commander of NATO's war in Kosovo in 99, Clark, who juggled the interest of 19 member nations, also took issue with what he sees as Bush's go-it-alone style. Clark, 57, is an investment banker in Little Rock, Arkansas, and a commentator for CNN. In an interview with Tom, he wouldn't discuss his plans or the lunch. I haven't made any decision to run. I haven't declared I'm a member of any political party. I haven't raised any money, he said, adding that he has been traveling around the country, talking to groups about developing an American global vision for the 21st century, whatever the hell that means. 
One question at the lunch was whether Clark has the stomach for the attacks on his candidacy would draw from the military enemies he's made during the Kosovo War despite its success. Clark's book, Waging Modern War, was tough on many at the Pentagon, including the Defense Secretary William Cohn, who replaced Clark before his tour was up. Still, Clark might be an attractive new face to the Democrats. All right. It's clear the public today doesn't want to think Democrats are as strong on national security as the GOP, said a source who attended lunch. He has the capacity to negate that argument. Sounds good to me. He's got my vote already. Wesley Clark, right? Right, Carlos? Got mine, too. Yeah, leave Miguel out of this because we know that he'll vote for the Bushmeister, okay? He's big into Bush. That's what I'm hearing around town. Miguel is big into Bush. Bush, Bush, Bush. Did you vote in this last election, by the way, Miguel? No, I didn't. Good. Excellent. Make it a habit. Wish there were more Republicans like that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. This last woman called up and said you callers suck is what she said. She said the calls suck, but she still didn't answer my question about how come when we talk about bilingualism we get women up the ass, huh? How come we get eighty five million women calling this scream and yell about bilingualism? You don't think it's because they're full of hate, do you? Yes. Huh? They're a bunch of hate mongers. Yes. Awful lot of them in South Florida. Hateful, nasty, miserable sows. So many. Here's North Lauderdale. Hello. Good morning. Yes, sir. First of all, happy early turkey bird. And back to you. And uh, Now, you you don't put gravy on your stuffing, do you? No, sir. Thank God. But the reason I'm calling, I got a call Friday from uh, some This people. is Reverend Jones, yeah. 5670560. Oh, Am I getting good or what, huh? You're good. Yeah, that was him. You recognize him now that I mentioned it? Carlos, I bet you does. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. Don't forget, join the overnight guys, Joe and Mark, tonight from 9 to 11, along with a special guest from the Dolphins, Trent Gamble. Anybody know who that is? No. Trent Gamble. He's kind of Bruce Gamble. He used to play for the Make Believes and the Flyers. Probably not. Trent Gamble will be there at Gatsby's and Davies. Stop by to win our usual very low-budget QAM prizes and enjoy specials on Crown Royal. It's the 49ers and the Eagles for Monday Night Football at Gatsby's and Davies. Tonight, Miguel will be there because there's booze. <laughs> and he ain't paying for it, right? Damn straight. There you go. And he's damn straight, too. Fine. Now, what's the story? Are you going to... Now, is this the week for Treasure Island this week? Yes, this Wednesday. Well, I don't understand. I thought George was on vacation all week. Well, he's in town. He is in town? Mm-hmm. Boy, oh, I, I don't understand. I thought he was going away. He's got nowhere to go. <laughs> he's got some place to go, but he won't miss Treasure Island for anything. On days when he's sick on a Wednesday, if they got Treasure Island on, he's over there, okay? Hoping he might get a little bit lucky. You don't think he's getting any at home, do you? No chance. No chance. Oh, brother. What are the odds on that? Just we know that what he needs is one more kid. That would that would finish him off. Another little girl. Yeah, another little girl. That would be good. Houseful little girls. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Got a whole bunch of tabloid stuff. You want to know why? Because the tabloids come out here about a week before they do down there, even though they're published down there. I still don't get that. Richard, Richard Gere is a stud, but De Niro is a dud. That's in bed. I got that stuff. I got a whole bunch of good stuff. Drugs destroying poor Michael Jackson. He's on the way out, they say, and we can't wait. Dr. Phil's boob obsession. Got a whole pile of good stuff. Might get to it today before Tabloid Tuesday tomorrow. That he's a boob, you mean? He is. He, to me, he is one of the most unctuous. In fact, that bit that we play about him, that, that's him. That is absolutely him. Don't tell me about you. Tell me about her. Don't talk to me about her. Tell me about you. Yeah, just a, an asshole. Yeah, likes to bully people. Oh, man. And come to find out, he's a real scumbag on top of it, Dr. Phil. He makes me kind of long, uh, long for that Jonathan Edwards guy and Miss Cleo and every other faker that's been on TV. 
5670560 pound and the ladies are going to be calling in by the dozens to talk about that People magazine thing, aren't they? No. Here's Plantation. Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon, Neil. Good evening to you. Yeah, I'm lost in space there. I do believe what happens is when people come down to Florida, they check in at the border and they uh, leave their brains behind. Because every time I try and get up a conversation with somebody in the cab and talk to somebody about something sensible and something about what's going on in the country, it's like most people don't know anything. Yeah. I'd honestly say that 75 to 80 percent of the people didn't know that Ashcroft erected a curtain around the statue of Lady Justice. Yeah, that, whoever I was talking to about that they didn't even know what I was talking about. It's amazing. People live in their own little world. They live in their own little bubble. I think they're like Maxwell Smart and the Chief in the yeah. cone of silence. That, that, really, makes, that really makes me feel like I did the right thing those seven months I was sitting here reading all that stuff. That I, I was very impressed by most of it myself, but I think that 95% of the audience couldn't have given a flying crap less. People don't. They really don't care. They live no. in their own little bubble, and they could care what's going on. But when the wolf comes to their door, yeah. that's when they start worrying about it. But I really do think it's a new thing to say that you're conservative, that you're right-wing, that you're this, that you're that. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's becoming, you know, it's like the 50s again with McCarthy. Right. Like you're a liberal, you got to hide, you got to like furtively sneak from doorway to doorway. Yeah. It's like you're afraid to say the L word. And you know what? Hell with them. I'm proud that I'm a liberal. I'm proud that I'm a Democrat. All it's right. Bad. Tough titties. There you go. There's two of us anyway. Have a good one, Neil. And you too. And don't say titties again right away. John Ashcroft will really get upset. And the FCC also, okay? We don't want to have no nipple on the air, baby. That Victoria's Secret. I mean, stop and think about how embarrassing that is. How humiliating and embarrassing that is. We got a government agency that's worried now. We got uh, that cops guy there at the FCC, Michael Cops, all whipped up into a frenzy because he got a handful of emails. We better clap down on this. We're worried that we're going to have these spectacular attacks that thousands or millions of people may die at the hands of maniacal lunatics, and we're worried about nipples on television. What's wrong with this picture, folks? Exactly. By the way, that's Skippy and on our sales department major asshole. 1041 at 560 WQM. Well, New Balance has done it again. Just as that big Thanksgiving meal made you sit down to relax, New Balance of South Florida wants you up on your feet to head in for the big after Thanksgiving sale. This is absolutely the time to talk turkey at New Balance. See, they've been putting thousands of people in the most comfortable shoes they've ever felt, including the ones I'm wearing, by the way, and walking all over town in. And now it's your turn. And the good folks at New Balance are going to help you with 15% off their entire stock, plus up to 15, uh, 50%, let me say it again, up to 50% off selected styles. What does that mean to you? It means big savings. New Balance is stuffing you with savings on all your athletic and footwear needs, like shoes for cross-training, running, walking, lifting weights, cross-dressing. New Balance wants you to gobble up shoes for any of your weekend warrior activities. Make the pilgrimage to New Balance for the big after Thanksgiving sale with 15% off style, sizes, and widths of shoes that you used to have to shop for in catalogs or by mail order. New Balance is your one-stop shop. They'll even special order for you, no extra charge. New Balance has sizes from infant to size 20, so there are no excuses to keep you away from the big after Thanksgiving sale. And you can get all the trimmings, too, like New Balance athletic shorts, shirts, and all styles of athletic socks. You can find New Balance in the Evanshire Mall in Pinecrest, the Boca Town Center, and their newest location in prestigious Palm Beach Gardens will be open in December. Don't forget, 15 to 50% off. Other stores are turkeys compared to the price, service, and selection you'll always find at New Balance of South Florida. Be sure and tell them that old Neil sent you by. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Why? I am not a Nazi. Rocks, rocks, rocks. You will find what you are looking for at Rock Mart. 
grab a fistful of savings on the Palestinian area's favorite projectile. Protest in style with an assortment of fine igneous and conglomerate rocks, many sizes available. Pelt with pride with our handsome selection of metamorphic rock and new imported granite chunk. Toss in fashion with a fabulous selection of limestone and shale in the latest new fall colors. Plus, browse our last-minute summer clearance specials on sticks and bottles while supplies last. So, for rock-bottom prices on the Palestinian area's favorite projectile, fling in today to the Rock Mart for a fistful of savings. There's one just a stone's throw away from you. 1047 at 560 WQM. we got the Mad Dog, Jim Mandich, one. He's going to be really happy about that big dolphin win over uh, the Padres. The Padres, the, the Chargers. Padres. Yeah, same difference. Same difference, San Diego. All of their teams are not as script. How's their hockey team doing? See them? No. Anyway, the Chargers yesterday. What was it, 30-3? to 3? Yep. yep. He'll be whipped up about that, but he's not going to be too happy about Michigan getting their ass kicked by Ohio State in a barn and community burner on Saturday. And then we got Hank from Shula Stake 2 at 3 with the Nat Moore at the 5 to 6 to kill an hour. 6.30, you got Hurricane Hotline. 8.30, you got the big, because oh! we got absolutely nobody else to stick in there. Eddie K at 10 o'clock and Joe and Mark overnight. No ball games, no hockey game, no nothing. How about them Panthers, huh? Oh! Stole a nice point last night. Any calls about that? No. Any interest? No. Huh, they're playing pretty good. Keenan's got him going good. Made Ole Jokin into a real player. Great goaltender there most of the time. Nice move by picking up uh, Yanni Herme. From Ottawa. Anybody know who these people are? No. No. Five six seven oh five sixty. You know something? I might as well be doing this show in some foreign language, like Greek, or in uh, Russian, or some other goddamn thing. Don't you think? Or French. Probably, probably have the same impact. Here's a lady in Sunrise. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I went to high school with Dion's daughter, and she was a skinhead. Yeah. And she wore combat boots and had. And shaved her head. Well, how about that? And um, he came to school once and did a little thing for music class. He sang and everything. Also, I'm burning. I, lo I love his music. He's great. I love his music, but he turned out to be a real asshole. I'm sorry. I'm burning all my see-through bras. That's okay. all. Bye. Okay. Bye. Love you. Do a good job. She's burning her see-through bras. Let's hear it. All right. Send a telegram to John Ascroft saying it's starting to work now, okay? No more nipples, no more sex, no more nothing, no more of this uh, titty crap, okay? Enough of that. No more bare ass. Pretty soon on TV, all you're going to have is Bob Novak, uh, Tucker, uh, whatever his name is, Carlson there. Who are some of these other right-wing assholes? Sean uh, Hannity, Bill O'Reilly. That's a lard ass to get his TV show back. That's all you're going to have is right-wing propaganda 24 hours a day on every goddamn channel. That's what it's going to be. Five six seven oh five sixty. A lot of women called in about those People magazine selections, huh? <laughs> oh. And I don't care what anybody says, including the two of you. Enrique, uh, especially compared to that group, he's in there. He stands heads and shoulders above them. I don't disagree. Huh? Well, what about disagree. Miguel? How about Miguel? It's one of your people, man. You don't like you don't like Enrique all of a sudden. He, what? He, he has no idea what to say. He's insecure. Well, oh, what, insecure. A, what a pussy you are, man. What is wrong with you? So, in other words, you can't even say, you can't even bring yourself to say that Enrique the Greasiest is a good-looking guy, or whatever the hell he is. 
He could get chicks, yeah. Who who is now? Forget about what he can get. I don't think he's getting chicks. Whatever he's getting, that's not the point. He's probably listening right now. He's a big fan of the show. He invited me personal to come into his. He always does. He had his friend Shirley call personal to invite me to his concert when I was down there. Did I go? No. I was going to the track. Sorry, Enrique. I love you. He's a wonderful guy. He's got a great sense of humor. He loves this program. And you're sitting there as one of his people. Oh, he ain't one of your people, aren't they? Spanish. Yeah, they're Spanish. Yeah. yeah, he ain't one of your people at all. Okay, no wonder you're see all them spicks, man. They hate each other. The Cubans hate the uh, Spaniards, and the Colombians hate the Guatemalans. They all hate each other. And George hates the Puerto Ricans. Of course, George hates everybody. Now that George ain't here this week that he's on vacation, let's rip him an ass. What do you say? All right. Huh? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look how quick he jumped on that. Yeah, he ought to be used to it. But, yeah, you see, he's waiting in the wings. He wants to move right in there. He wants Eric's job. He's starting to get like Geldy, this kid. You know how Geldy wants Jugs McDonald's job. He wanted uh, Joe Zagaki's job. He wants everybody's job. Which is why he's sucking up to that old man so much. The unmentionable one. But same thing with Carlos there. He wants George's job. He wants Eric's job on the website. Which, from what I'm hearing, there's no money to be made there anyway. So what do you want that for? I just want to help. I mean, Eric gave me this tale of woe on Friday. I called him just to change the, uh, just to change the pool. Not to like, uh, have a long heart to heart conversation. Oh my God. I thought I was going to break down in tears from such a depressing conversation. Butch up a little bit, Eric. Okay, I know you're under the gun. You're under a lot of pressure up there. It's cost a lot of money to maintain that girth, to keep eating enough. But you know what? It's blue sky and sunny now here. Oh! Which it wasn't supposed to be today. Can you believe that? <sighs> what? Well, it's only going to be 40, so don't get too carried away. Yeah, it's better than 80. Oh, is it 80 there? It's going to be. God damn. No, it's, I like this. It's really invigorating. I have no complaints yet. It's going to get colder toward the latter part of the week. I have no complaints yet about the weather. I like it. I like walking out there with my leather jacket on. You feel invigorated. The air is fresh. You don't feel like you're going to pass out and wilt from the heat. Book says Nazis paid the Dutch to turn in Jews. Oh, Amsterdam. Dutch bounty. And see, I don't care what anybody says. Maybe it's only my landlord that I'm judging all of this by. And as much as the Dutch hate the Germans like poison, and they really do, because they hold a grudge for a long time, but I think that some of them Dutchmen there had a little like German in them, if you catch my drift. Dutch bounty hunters paid by the Nazis captured thousands of Dutch men, women, and children during WW2 and sent them to their deaths in concentration camps, the new book says. Doesn't surprise me at all. I don't know what the hell a maid is doing. I think the maid is working in the place next door to me this morning. Rattling crap around in the hall. Quit all the noise out there, you maniac! We're sending you back wherever you came from, all you illegal aliens. <laughs> no, they are. They're a bunch of illegal aliens in this building. A Price on Their Heads by Dutch author Ad Van Limpt highlights a dark page in Dutch history, a band of 54 middle-aged men who scoured the land in search of Jews in hiding. Oi! Mr. Van Limpt asserts that 8,000 to 9,000 people, three times more than earlier estimates, were turned in for cash. The findings could help explain why the 108,000 Dutch Jews forced from their homes totaled far more per capita than in Belgium or France, said David Barnow of the Netherlands Institute for War Documentation. What his work reveals is that contrary to earlier beliefs, it was largely the Dutch themselves and not the Germans who turned in the Jews, Mr. Barnow said. Mr. Van Limp said in an interview that he was shocked by the extent of this painful chapter of human betrayal in his country, famous for being the place where Anne Frank hid for two years. Mr. Van Limp takes a close look at the bounty hunters, describing them as family types, often unemployed or in low-end jobs, who volunteered for the work out of greed and hatred of Jews who knew their victims probably would be killed. He must have known my landlord. 
The Dutch department, as the Nazis called it, was also known as the Cologne Heineke, after its leader, Wim Heineke. He had been trafficking in stolen Jewish property until the Nazis began offering cash for Jewish prisoners. Workers were paid about 15 guilders a week, or 75 bucks in today's exchange rate, plus 7.5 guilders, or 37.5 bucks per captured Jew, Mr. Van Lip writes. That, that would be enough for them. He says that to make a man named David Sanders reveal where his children are, they knocked out his teeth and that they traveled for days to capture a three-year-old girl, Flirty Citroen, who later got gassed at a camp in Sibor, Sibibor, Poland. Sobibor, whatever the hell it is. The hunters would pose as friends and relatives to trick people into revealing hiding places and would use papers taken from captives to find new victims. Mr. Van Lint says he poured over 450,000 prosecution files on Nazi sympathizers. Many of them kept secret until recently. A few perpetrators received the death penalty after the war, but many more fled to Germany and elsewhere. Other than Heineke and his partner, William Brady, the names of the bounty hunters have been changed to protect the privacy of their children. After the war, the Dutch children of collaborators were unfairly punished for deeds of their parents, Mr. Van Limp said. Some of them are still traumatized today. I don't want to contribute to that, he said. How do you like that, huh? And here you thought those Dutchmen <coughs> were such wonderful folks with all that Anne Frank crap. How's yes. Anne doing now? Anybody seen her lately? Not recently. No. She wound up getting... See, that's what a lot of people don't realize, is that eventually they caught them. Somebody squealed on them. And they came upstairs. They said, ah, there's the hiding place. You're all going to get a shower and uh, whatever. And they did. And probably got turned in by the uh, by the Dutchman. Goes to show you those fractured fairy tales, man. A lot of fractured history. <coughs> 10.55 at 5.60 WQAM. 5.670.560, pound 5.60. Of the AT&T. I'm so glad I spent all that time on that People magazine thing, you know. Don't you see the tremendous response? Plus, it sure shot Miguel real fast. Because basically, according to Miguel, he's the only good-looking man in the world. Everybody else should say he's got no opinion. Is that the way it works? Huh? Of course. Okay. You know, when it comes to eating and good food, there's so many good restaurants to choose from. But if you're looking for the best deli in town, you bet it's her bets. Herbets has been slicing it and piling it on thick for over 30 years. It's New York-style deli at its finest with Herbets homemade pea soup, delicious daily specials, and the best pastrami, corned beef, and brisket out of the sun. Can I take a drink of this? Ah, it's a machaya. Herbets even has got the pickles, coleslaw, and cucumber salad on the tables like the old days before those old Jews put all the other delis out of business. Herbets was even voted the best breakfast and cheap eats restaurant on CitySearch.com. Now is the time to start thinking about your holiday party needs, you bet. And Herbets does a fantastic job with holiday platters and catering for your family parties or at the orifice. Herbets has been serving some of Miami's top corporations for years. If you order now, mention the Neil Rogers Show, you'll get 10% off your holiday catering order. You can't beat it. Herbets is on 79th Avenue, just off the Palmetto. Call Greg and tell him you're mighty glad that Herb Golub isn't there anymore. Call Greg at 305-592-7818. That's 305-592-7818. Or reach him on the net if you like at Herbets.com. The best deli in Miami, you bet, it's her bets. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story, we take a good, hard, stiff look into stardom. He was such a strange little mother People used to say he was an alien from another planet. Well, folks, he was. He was Gary Newman. 
I'll tell you, the guy was scary. Oh, those eyes. He looked like he could suck the urine out of your bladder with the power of his mind alone. Bobby Largeman was a roadie for Gary Newman during his heyday. After every show, he... Oh, jeez, it's too weird. He, like, unzipped his skin, and there was this spindly-ass glowing alien from, like, Close Encounters. I my pants. I'm not ashamed to say it. In 1980, BBC rock critic Edward Upperglass was sent to interview Gary Newman. He has never returned. But an audio tape was mysteriously delivered to BBC headquarters in London days later. Wake up, minion of the BBC. Uh, what the... Holy crap, where am I? Uh, Gary... Why am I strapped to this metal table? You wish to interview me. I also need certain things from you. Oh, wait a minute. Where's that probe going up? What is your first question? Uh, so, Gary, who are your musical influences? Olivia Newton-John and the Bee Gees. Are you bleeding? Kidding me? Gary Newman. Think about it. You never see him and a being from outer space in the same photograph together. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business tonight on Inside the Behind. 1102 at 560 WQA, and we got 313 votes on the poll today on neilrogers.com. How do you rate yourself politically? As we're trying to find, is there any point? Is there any use? What do you think? No. No. Let's see, like I said, it's 316 votes. Fairly liberal, 111. Look out, Miguel, we're going to come and get you. I'm running. Independent 60. Fairly conservative, 51. Very liberal, 48. Not into politics at all, 32. And very conservative, 14. We got 14 very conservative people on it, which is good. Which is good. We don't want everybody just to agree here. What's the point of preaching to the choir, right? Yeah. Sure. We don't want to have too many liberal people out there. It's bad for business. It's bad for America. We got to, like, goose step in a line, man. Here's our last call, looks like to me. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hey, Neil. Uh, first yes, time long. First time, long time, 11 years. Okay. Uh, thanks for the last. Listen, three things. First of all, there must be a lot more European countries that conspired with the Nazis than I ever thought possible. You mean like Austria? Like Austria. Mm -hmm. uh, now you're talking about the Dutch. I guess uh, when you have a gun to your head, it's kind of hard to to not uh, cooperate. No, no I, don't, I don't think so. I think that there were plenty of Dutchmen and plenty of Austrians who were very enthusiastic. In fact, as far as Austria is concerned, which you notice again, the elections there, they're going back to the far right. Uh, I think that they were more gung-ho than the uh, Germans were. Really? Yeah. Uh, wasn't there always the threat of the Gestapo if you didn't cooperate? I'm not, But I'm not talking about those people who were coerced into cooperating. I'm talking about those who did very enthusiastically. Oh, okay. There's a big difference. And listen, for one final thing, the Palestinian bit. I had a pullover in my truck. I was crying so hard from laughing, I couldn't see where I was going. Thank okay. you very much. Thanks Watch out for much. the rock on a windshield deal, man. Okay. Have a great day. Okay, that takes care of our calls for today. We want the calls back, Neil. We want the calls. Take some calls. Okay, we did, and that's the end of those. If I would just calm down and relax that nothing there is ever going to change. It's just the same. It's just sad. Sad. I don't know what it is that could possibly change that place. Maybe, maybe like an influx of maybe several hundred thousand more illegal aliens sounds good. Oh. Yeah, that'll get you bastards uh, all whipped up to a frenzy again. That's what it's going to take. You know, that small handful, a couple hundred Haitians a few weeks ago, that ain't going to do nothing. I think about another four or five hundred thousand Cubans. What do you say? Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> that'll get all those women out of the closet calling in. All whipped up into a frenzy. 
Look at that. Is that incredible? Look at that phone, man. I, are we on the air? Is this a joke? Is it? I know it's not April Fool's. It's a different holiday. Is this a practical joke today that you guys are pulling on me? Did Robert Creeper actually shut the transmitter off while this show was on the air? Had to be. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon. And what the hell was Robert Griefer doing in there this morning, sucking around with us? You're not fooling anybody, Robert. Okay, you turncoat, you backstabbing phony. You're not fooling us. Just keep in mind, Robert. The new motto on this show: We draw the line at. Nine. That's it. You got it. We draw a big, thick, broad line at. Nine. Yeah. Geek. <laughs> Is he is he not the definitive geek or what, huh? He's all right. Poor well, Greek. what does that mean? Now, see, you're so. First of all, you don't know what a good-looking guy looks like beside yourself. Secondly, Robert, you wish you well, what? What has he got? Naked pictures of you or something with a billy goat? What do you What do you have to suck up to him for? I don't have to suck up to him. He's a good guy. He is not a good guy. He's a phony. He's a backstabber. He plays everybody well. You're right. He's he's okay. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying that is every now and then we need him for information. Exactly, see? Right. I always thought Robert was a pretty good guy, okay? Good Jewish boy? <laughs> <laughs> Here's Kendall. Hello. Kendall. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm calling to, uh, uh, I've been listening to you for a long time and, uh, kind of nervous, but, uh, hey, um, I got a funny story for you. I, I, I was a furniture mover for 13 years and I, uh, I moved, um, Nicholas Winstrom from, uh, the Red Wings. Yeah, and uh, I was in this. <laughs> I was uh, moving a tie rack, and I was trying to get the bolts out of the out of the wall. And I said, Mister Lindstrom, I said, How do you you know how's this come off? And, the, and the, as soon as I did that, the whole damn tie rack just fell right down on the floor. Oh, nice, 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 really silk ties and all that, you know. And, oh boy. Uh, but uh, and that, another, uh, remember Anthony Carter used to play for uh, uh, the Vikings? Yeah. I moved him one time, and his wife. Uh, I was moving him from Michigan to um, uh, West Palm Beach, and his wife wanted me. To, it was like a really bad snowstorm, and they wanted me to leave the um, uh, mattress, the king mattress, in the house. I wanted to leave that night, and this, his wife said, "She goes, hey, uh, uh, let me tell you something. I've never slept on the floor in my life, and I'll be damned if I'm going to start now. So you can start unloading that whole truck if you can't come back tomorrow." And I thought, man, oh man, you know, what, what a miserable lady, right? But uh, hey, how, what's your what's your take on the Red Wings this year? Uh, well, since Cujo is playing over there, I hope they lose every game. Oh, all right, Mr. Neal. Good luck, to pal. Thanks for the Anthony Carter, a little piece of trivia that nobody cares about. He went to Suncoast High in West Palm Beach, and I broadcast those games on WJNO. Did you know that? Nope. Suncoast High football, yeah. Expos minor league baseball in West Palm Beach on WJNO is one of the uh, many uh, side things that I did up there. I did a lot of things on the side. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. Those were the days, baby. Nineteen seventy five. Lost a hundred pounds in a year. That's the only time in my adult life I can honestly say I looked human. Can you believe that? Lost a hundred pounds in a year. Twenty seven years ago. Now what are you laughing about? See, see, that's the way it is. Being fat, which you know nothing about, you say to yourself. Gee, it's been five years since I lost all that weight, and I just can't seem to do it anymore. Then all of a sudden you say, God, that was ten years ago I lost all that and now it's 27 years. It's almost a lifetime ago. It's my lifetime ago. Yeah, it's Carlos's freaking lifetime ago I lost all of that weight. So what's my big claim to fame, okay? <laughs> Besides being fat, which is why I work at QA, because working there I feel very skinny. I feel like Karen Carpenter working on that station, the fattest radio station in America by far. 
By far. We got more fat. It's a miracle that building holds up. You know what? No wonder that elevator's in such bad shape. Hey, Greg, go hire some skinny people, will you, butt plug? That's why we had to hire Carlos. Do you, are you aware of that? I thought it was because there was nobody else. No, that's the only reason he got the job. He's the only skinny punk that we could find who'd work cheap. <laughs> Very cheap, almost for free. Now, who the hell is this on line two? Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. How are you today, sir? Okay, sir. Did you see the Miami Dolphins yesterday, sir? I saw about two minutes of it, yeah. They're going to the Super Bowl and winning. And, uh, we... Okay, great. That's great, okay? Another one of those front-running phony fans who a couple of weeks ago was probably calling in saying, boy, they really suck, and Ray Lucas sucks, and the whole team sucks. They're going to the Super Bowl. We'll see. Maybe they will, and maybe they won't. Maybe they will, and maybe they won't. I was busy watching the Patriots game, which, even though they had a hell of a time with those damn Vikings, it was sure a lot more exciting than a 30-3 to blowout. I mean, you know, when in doubt, blow them out. There's nothing wrong with that. Just like the way that the Patriots manhandled the Bills a couple weeks back. That's that's fine. But uh, sometimes a little bit of excitement is more interesting to watch, even though it gave me a pounding headache and tore my guts out. We're going to the Super Bowl, man. We, 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 we. You know something? After last Thursday night and this uh, yesterday, are we blessed to be in South Florida when you come right down to it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Aren't you blessed to be in South Florida since I'm not there? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. How about them Panthers, man? Oh! Proving last night that a tie is not necessarily like kissing your sister, especially when you come from two goals down in the third period and tied up with 24 seconds left in regulation. Anybody watch it? No. Anybody care? No. No. Here's Plantation. Hello. Yeah, 11 o'clock I turn on the radio and I turn you on and I hear you. The pop, 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 pop. No phone calls. I don't have any calls. I don't have any calls. So I figured let me call a miserable bastard yeah. and say hello and ask him to play. Why don't you go back to Canada, you Jew bastard? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. See, every time we get a call like that, you know what it's like him saying, "I have no material." See, rather than go through that long torture thing, so why don't you just say, "I have nothing to say. I have no material." Here's Boca. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Okay. It's difficult to follow the intelligence of that last caller, but yeah, I have he was to say great. The um, I uh, well, I I voted for uh, very conservative on the poll. I, I never miss a show, and and I I love the, the bedtime stories. And while you and I don't always um, don't always agree, it's it's. The well, what do you mean always of, agree? If you're very conservative, how why would we ever agree? Well, no, I'll say I'll tell you where two where we agree on two areas. First, I disagree with this whole database set up by uh, by the government. The second thing is I agree with the Saudis. We should have we should have taken them out a long time ago. Yeah. And fly, fly the Chevron flag over that country once and for all. Now you're talking. That's right. I mean, I, Let's I, get I, Condoleezza to get the old Chevron flag on for and get it over there. You know that is, and that's one of those things that the the Republican Party and the conservatives have have let them get away with forever. And there's I'm sure you know all those reasons behind the scenes that we don't know about. But I've, I've just had it with this group. And let, let's take, you know, what we should have done when the commies were around, let's draw a line in the Middle East. You guys take this half, we'll take the other. Give Russians this half, and we'll take the other. Because this, that's the spot in the world that's a lot of source of trouble. It's enough is enough. So that is that in the database. But I, but I have to say that I really wish, especially from the 12 to 1 hour, just a suggestion from me. Um, it seems like the mouth breathers tend to call, you know, as soon as noon rolls around, you get, you know, you get all those, uh, less than intelligent people who call and, and give you a hard time. So, no maybe, 
maybe more bed, you know that, maybe more bedtime stories then. Um, and I, I miss the, the, the volume of bedtime stories you used to do, and I appreciate how much work that must have been. But it was, it was really, because I don't have a chance to sit down and go through every single paper. And, and even though, like I said, you, you and I don't always agree, it was, I really enjoyed the... Um, if the, you the, the could see the pile of stuff I got here, which keeps getting bigger and bigger, because like you're saying, I don't read that much anymore like I used to there for those few months. But, you know, I, I said to myself, not that I really mind doing it, it's just that I realize I'm wasting my time, and there's no, a big percentage of the audience that, no, I am wasting my time in South Florida, are you kidding me? I'm might as well be talking to my little dog. Well, you get one here. You got, you got one. I can't be the only person who enjoyed this. In deference to Tom Jicka, I, I can't be the only person who enjoyed this. Oh, and by the way, Tom Jicka wants you to know that that Martin and Louis show on CBS last night was a great movie, which I watched 20 minutes of it. It was the worst piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. It was garbage. It was annoying, and I turned it right off. Well, you can let Tom know that I listen to your show every day, and I never read his column, so take that for what it's worth. Good choice. Thanks a lot, Thanks. Pal. Thanks, Neil. See you. How do you like that, little Tommy, you idiot? Oh, yeah. He don't write anything local, Tom, even though he says I'm out of touch because I'm in Toronto right now, in Amsterdam part of the year. He hasn't written anything local except that puff piece about Y100 being on uh, Hollywood Squares or whatever the hell it was. That's his idea of a local story. You're a joke, Tom. And your taste in, uh, in network television, man, the Martin and Lewis thing last night, the wor it could have been the worst show I've ever seen in my life. Horrible acting, ridiculous, just uh, crap. Did you see any of it? No, I didn't see any of it. Man. I wonder you're in a good mood. Andy watching something else. What else was on? Sopranos, man. Oh, I see. I was watching the part of the Panther game. I was all over the dial. I was around after after 9:20. I gave it a chance, hoping that it might go somewhere, and it went right in the <coughs> old crapper. Garbage. Horrible acting. Overdone with the uh, thing with the with the uh, crackers in the mouth and breaking the plates. And it was it wasn't funny. See, see one thing about Jerry Lewis when uh, he was funny. I know that's hard to believe, but once upon a time he was actually funny. Not in this movie. Monday racing is back at Pompano Park tonight. Pompano is now open for live harness racing every Monday, like tonight, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. We're into our full four-night-a-week schedule. First post time, 7.15 p.m. There is free general parking, free clubhouse, and grandstand admission every afternoon and evening. But don't forget, if Monday racing's back at Pompano Park, then there has to be a free spaghetti night coming up. Oh! How about next Monday, December 2th? With every Pompano Park program purchased that Monday after 6 p.m. next Monday, you get a coupon good for a free spaghetti dinner at the 4th Floor Players Lounge. Life doesn't get much better than that. Free spaghetti, what more could you want? Bring your teeth in a glass. Why not come out for an evening of great horse racing action, root home a winner from the rail, treat yourself to a private box seat on the 4th Floor, or enjoy a Ben & Jerry's hot fudge sundae or a slice of Bilotti's pizza. By the way, Neil, we know you like Ben & Jerry's. Any other foods you like? That was one of my favorite calls last week, Carlos. Yeah. Remember great. that guy? Yeah. Any other foods you like? No, that's all I eat, Ben and Jerry's. And the Broward County Fair is underway at Pompano Park through December 1. Make it a doubleheader with a trip to the fair. Then tonight, the races plunge your brains out. Don't forget, every Wednesday at Pompano Park is dollar night. You can get a draft beer, hot dog, soda, large pretzel, or popcorn for only a buck apiece. This Saturday, November 30th, will be family fun night at the track with free finger painting. I thought it was oh, free finger printing. Oh, I can't believe this. Free finger printing and photo IDs for kids. They're going to fingerprint your kids. Free, <laughs> free mini horse rides. They're going to fingerprint some of the drivers. Free popcorn, free face painting, and magic show, and stuff for the parents, too, like free drugs to win tickets on Sea Escape Casino Dinner Cruise. What is that? Pompano Park offering full-card simulcasting every day, seven days a week, starting at noon, with highlight harness and thoroughbred racing action. Don't forget, the big news is live racing tonight and every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 730 at Pompano Park on Powerline Road, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard in prestigious Pompino Beach. Live, live and local, we're 
Sports Radio 560 QAM. It's day in Miami town at 560 WQAM. All right. Chevron Mooley. With your funky yellow teeth so far apart Condoleezza, Condoleezza, what you be doing? Get <laughs> me old fascist black that token Schwarzer's dog Is you day cause you a high-toned boop-lip negro? And your mammy who be smart Does they like how you shine their shoes Condoleezza All the way you wash and park the whitey's cars Georgie Jr. say he trust you Condoleezza Who sell our allies of the greedy oil wall then he make you clean all the White House bathrooms. The public sink, the toilet, and then scrub the floor. They tell you don't wear sandals, Condoleezza. Your cold chip toenail make them want a wretched <laughs> Your nappy leg hair look just like it be Velcro. The GOP want you to be that token spoon. One day while you be flipping pancakes, you may realize that they're treating you just like your Esther Rose. That's when your head will move from side to side. Condoleezza, it till Bush and Rummy, they be cracker assholes. See, even People Magazine has to suck up to the right wingers now by putting Donald Rumsfeld or Rummy in there in a list of the sexiest men in the world. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? Seriously, I, I, a cow pie is sexier than he is. Even Miguel would admit that. Who doesn't know what a good-looking guy looks like, number one, and number two, don't want to offend anybody on the right. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, speaking of politics, an already bitter U.S. Senate campaign got personal Saturday afternoon at the conclusion of a taped debate between Democrat Senator Mary Landrieu and Republican State Elections Commissioner Suzanne Terrell. What if she's kin to Tammy Terrell, you think? Cool After beat. a tense 30-minute segment taped at WDSU Studios in New Orleans, how about the Saints losing to who did it? What girls team did they lose to the other day? The Saints lost, like, to the Browns, didn't they? Oh, my God. Anyway, after a tense 30-minute taping segment, the two candidates were preparing to leave. According to witnesses, Landry looked over her shoulder and told Terrell, This is your last campaign. A stunned Terrell replied, She threatened me. No other words passed between the new New two New Orleans women, but moderator Alec Gifford said Landry appeared peeved. She just kind of stalked out of the studio, Gifford said. A Landro spokesman, Rich Masters, said the comment wasn't a threat, but a prediction that after running such a negative campaign, Terrell would no longer be viable as a candidate in Louisiana. A Terrell spokesman said Terrell was shocked at what happened and saw it as a sign of Landro's desperation. 
The bad blood has been a long time coming. Don't we have that record, bad blood by the coasters? No. During the primary, the National Republican Senatorial Committee financed a bare-knuckle campaign against Landro, claiming she had turned her back on Louisiana. In the runoff, Landro has begun to strike back. In a new TV ad, she says Terrell favors tax relief only for the wealthy. Sounds like kind of a Bush thing, if you ask me. Sounds like kind of a Republican thing, if you ask me. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. 354 votes on the poll on neilrogers.com. How do you rate yourself politically? Fairly liberal, 115. Independent, 71. Fairly conservative, 63. Very liberal, 57. Very liberal. Not into politics at all, 33. And very conservative, like that last caller, who was a pretty good guy, by the way, 15. Now, how come he was, like, so reasonable and not one of those real goose-stepping, card-carrying... How come How come he was like that? Maybe it wasn't from here. Here's Boca. Hello. Boca. Hello. Yes, sir. Hello, Neil. Yes, I am. Yeah, this is uh, uh, from Boca. I want to share a laugh with you guys. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, the other day I was uh, driving down the street, and I remember that bit you guys do about the retired little girl riding a, driving a car. I think she goes, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Anyway, I looked up, and some of you had a, a home-drawn sign that said, Slow Children at Play. And I, the bit in that picture... I couldn't help but crack up. It just went hand in hand, and I know well, it's probably you, not you funny. Inspired, to you inspired me, inspired me to play in a little bit. <laughs> well, thanks to me, and Neil, and I appreciate you for the last ten years. Well, thanks. thank God for you, sir, and have a great day. You too. Thank you. Little, uh, see that? Nothing wrong with that. It's holiday week. We got Thanksgiving coming up. Let's be thankful we got some nice people out there who are not upset, who don't want me to become more conservative or more religious or to become straight and start chasing after hot women like Rosie O'Donnell. You know. Because it ain't going to happen. I just put that out there just to prove a point, and I think I accomplished my goal. And that is, no matter what you do, you're never going to please this audience, man. You'll please some of them. Three-fourths, I guess. That ain't too bad, right? Can't please Miguel because we put him on the on the spot right off the bat today. We had to make offer an opinion about whether Enrique is a good-looking guy or not. He, he still hasn't responded to it. That's okay. That's okay. We won't tell anybody okay. around the building what you said. No, it's too late now. Enrique, okay? You only wish that you were Enrique. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. You only wish. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> disagreeing with you there. I mean, you're a good-looking guy, but you're not in his category. And you certainly don't have his money. That's what you want. You want his money. And see, the thing about him, I'll no matter think, which way... i both it looks no, the money. Yeah. And no matter which way he swings, no matter well. what he's doing or who he's doing, the fact of the matter is he can do anybody he wants to do. How do you like that? Now, even you, even a pretty damn good-looking spick like you, can't say that, can you? No, I can't. Have you ever been turned down? Yes. Yeah. You bet. You think anybody's turned Enrique down? No. I sure wouldn't turn him down. <laughs> Neither would Carlos, for the right price. Well. <laughs> yeah. You'd do Enrique in a heartbeat, okay, just so you can come on here and say, oh, guess what? Uh, yeah. And by the way, the word is what he told us. And this is, I'd see, people think I make this up, that he's hung like a butterfly. That's what he, he passed that message along to us like personal a couple of years ago. He sounded like a titi fly. Oh, he told you privately? He didn't tell me that directly, but he passed the message. See what I'm, I've never spoken to him directly, but his, his good friend Shirley Brooks is kind of like our liaison, you know, it's kind of like the go-between. Right. So in other words, when he's got a concert and wants to invite me direct, or when he wants to send over one of his new CDs and autograph it, which I gotta, you'll find him back on the wall there. Maybe that wasn't information he wanted publicized. 
Yeah, what what difference does it make, okay? He stuffed a plantain in his pants for that picture in People magazine. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. The most disgusting program. Uh-huh. I urge everyone to complain to this station. We put a retarded girl in our all-new Mitsubishi to show you how well it drives. He thought this would move some product out of the showroom. Look at her go. This is funnier than watching retards at the park. If someone that severely retarded can have that much fun in a new... She's not retarded! Huh? She's having an epileptic fit! Hey, watch out for the... Eleven thirty-one at 560. I'm like stepping on when that last thing is like just about to hit the wall. Need some music for this next door. Now I can play James Bond music for this because it's a Bond kind of a story, but I think this is more appropriate. The resourceful Q, James Bond's chief engineer, has captured moviegoers' imagination for decades by outfitting the secret agent with the snazziest of spy gadgets, fake fingerprints, an underwater breather, toxic pens, and killer umbrellas. But reality might be catching up with the fictional spy. Take, for example, the self-destructing DVD. These discs play the information that's stored on them for a set amount of time, 8 to 60 hours, then poof, the content mysteriously self-destructs. Have you heard about these? You have now. It fits the theme of James Bond very well, said Alan Blaustein, head of FlexPlay, a two-year-old startup in New York City that has patented the technology. What a great theme, huh? Let's do those TV themes again. What do you say? No. I love those shows. Think the audience hates those? They like them. I like it. At any rate... The latest Bond flick, Die Another Day, uses FlexPlay DVDs to show reporter scenes from the movie before it was released. The discs included a letter from Q warning recipients. Once you remove the DVD from its packaging, you only have 36 hours to watch it. After the time has elapsed, Q's letter advises, the disc then makes a nice martini coaster. How did the disc work? Well, Blaustein was secretive about that. Chemistry technology is all he would say, but watching the discs turn into a deep color, deep purple color after the allotted 36-hour interval yielded an important clue, as did the company's website. Because DVDs are optically read, the clarity and transmission of light through the disc surface are critical to playback performance. Blaustein said the self-destructing discs are a good way to give customers a quick taste of music, movies, or TV shows. The discs, which are copy-protected, entice buyers to plop down money for the non-disappearing versions of the content, he said. It's like that self-destructing tape, right, in Fission Impossible? The technology could also be used by software companies trying to dissuade computer owners from illegally sharing the same version of an installed disc. Flexplay discs are so new that they've been used only for one other promotion. In October, a music CD was handed out to MTV Latin American fans. When the, where the company will go from here is top secret, Blaustein said. He's working on a number of deals. Nothing I can talk about right now, he said, but he's not worried that reality will catch up with James Bond's scriptwriters. Hollywood is 50 or 60 steps ahead of everybody else he be saying. All right.
love it. 26 till noon at 560 WQM. we got Mad Dog coming along. It'll be kind of a schizophrenic Mad Dog today, I would assume. Very excited about the Dolphin big win yesterday. Very depressed about Michigan getting beat by Ohio State on <laughs> Saturday. What a shame, huh? What a shame. And as I said, anybody who went to Michigan State. Now, see, I did make an exception when Tom Brady played for Michigan. I was rooting for Michigan. I was pulling for him, which goes to show where I'm coming from. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. See him again, same faggot, maricon. Yeah, I, I can hear it up here. I hear you mumbling that under your breath. Pound five sixty on the AT and T. Am I right, Carlos? Did you see him mouth it? Yeah, yeah, right. He thinks he's Edgar Bergen. That's the more program like, button there. It's more like Candace Bergen. What? He didn't come on the air. Who didn't? No, he says that I didn't come on the air. When I said that his lips were, that I did see his lips moving. See, he's trying to he's trying to stop me from saying things. <laughs> yeah, I can control your board from here. See, look, don't push him too far. He already admitted that Enrique is a good-looking guy, and he just that that's it for the day. Okay, don't push him beyond that. He'll have an emotional breakdown. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello, North Miami Beach, where there's a lot of tittering going on. Hello. Okay, too much tittering. Okay, take the phone out of your next time you call. Okay. Boy, here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Miami. Uh, hey, Miami. Sorry. Hey, Neil. Uh, listen, what you're doing right now is the best of both worlds. You could read articles and take phone calls because when you do too much of one and not enough of the other, it's kind of boring. That's right. you got to mix it up a little bit, baby. That's what I always say. And also, um, the uh, James Bond movie made $47 million and the, they said that 8 Mile made $54 million, so they're saying that they might make a whole bunch of eight mile movies or some crap like that. Did you hear anything about that? I uh, sure hope not. <laughs> Maybe they can move down to seven miles, seven mile in Livernois. Yeah, I'm out of, I'm out of material. But, okay, uh, you worry before you start it. Okay, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on it. Well, I understand what he's coming from. In other words, if if Eminem movie made more than uh, James Bond, then why not have a whole bunch of them? What do you say? No. Huh? Why not have a whole bunch of M and M's anyway? I sure do like them purple ones. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. When's the last time you had a good crunchy bar? By the way, you ever have a crunchy? Never. I hate chocolate, so. Well, I got I got the strangest people I work with on this show. You know, whoever heard of anybody who hates chocolate? He hates whoever, chocolate. Whoever heard of such a thing? Can't most stand people, the stuff. Most people would die for chocolate. Most people are obsessed with chocolate. Most people are chocoholics. When I talk about that Nestle's turtle ice cream, people are going, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're making guttural sounds. They're sticking their finger in each other. Uh, and if they can't find somebody else in their own. Blech. Really? Yep. Now, now, when you eat ice cream, for example, do you eat ice cream? Like caramel, dulce leche. I said, do you eat ice cream is what was the question. What you just mentioned is not ice cream. Okay, first of all, that must be Haagen-Dazs. No, I hate Haagen-Dazs. Oh. Farm Store's brand. Farm? Oh, that's even worse. No, Farm Store, that's about, a, that's no, about as generic as you can get. That's almost like having a package that has no brand name on it. That just says generic ice cream. And why not? Because Carlos is kind of like a generic guy, uh -huh. if you saw him. He's about as generic looking as anybody I've ever seen. So it fits right in. There you go. Five, six, I just, I don't know how the hell I did, oh, there it is. <laughs> I thought I lost my damn uh, theme uh, thing, CD. Now, don't push your luck. Okay, that one was great. Fiction Impossible was good. Save it for another day, like maybe tomorrow.
388 votes on a poll already. How do you rate yourself politically? Fairly liberal, 125. Independent, 81. Fairly conservative, 69. I think you made that number up, Miguel. Sure did. Very liberal, 62. Not into politics at all, 34. And very conservative, 17. Got him all over the place on his show. That's the way we like it. AOR, all over the road. Stephen Schwartz writes in the New York Post today, News of possible support by the Saudi royal family for the butchers of 9-11 and a new report on the massive Serbian arms sales to Saddam Hussein should revise our membership list for the axis of evil, the evildoers. When President Bush first used the phrase, he referred to Iraq, Iran, and North Korea, three rogue states that have assisted terrorists throughout the world. But Iraq is different from Iran and North Korea. The latter to our tyrannies in crisis. In Tehran, reformers are locked in combat with reactionaries to redefine the nature of the Islamic Republic. Further, Iran has indicated it would support our actions against Saddam Hussein. In Pyongyang, a brittle and impoverished experiment, more Confucian than communist, has clearly failed. You ever been to Pyongyang? Pyongyang Saddam Hussein is a fascist, and fascism is different from ordinary tyranny. Fascism has a stink that chemical weapons used to massacre whole populations, of cut throats and of spilled blood, of the wholesale degradation of society. Tyranny may be tragic, but fascism is simply criminal. Iran does not support Saddam, but Saudi Arabia does, if only backhandedly, by trying to divert our uh, attention from the serial killer in Baghdad to the ongoing crisis in Israel. And while our political and media geese cackle that there's no connection between Saddam and 9-11, more links between that horror and Saudi regime are revealed daily. The latest, federal authorities have now to decide how to investigate a monetary gift from Princess Haifa, wife of Saudi ambassador to the U.S. Prince Bandar Ben Sultan, two of the 9/11 to two of the 9/11 hijackers. Fifteen of the 19, as we know, were Saudi subjects. Saudi Arabia and its Wahhabi death cult represent naked Islamo-fascism. Oh, I like that word, Islamo-fascism, with the same stink. The odor that hung in New York so long after 9/11, the unmistakable smell of the dead victims of Wahhabi Saudi terrorism inside and outside the kingdom. There is nothing surprising in finding a money trail from the 9-11 scum to the palatial residence of Prince Bandar. Fifteen of nineteen was not a tactic by Osama bin Laden. It was the logical and inevitable product of Wahhabism, the state religion of the Saudi monarchy, and who occupies third place in the fascist axis, much more so than North Korea. The government of Serbia, no less, which only three years ago was busying itself with murdering Albanian children in Kosovo. As detailed in a major report to be released today by the International Crisis Group titled Arming Sodom, the Yugoslav Connection, Serbia has derived billions in income from the massive sale to Sodom of biological, chemical, and missile technology for military use. Serbia, the murderer of hundreds of thousands of Bosnia Muslims and Albanians, is a natural partner for Sodom, the killer of the Kurds, and Saudi Arabia, patron of 9-11. The stink is identical. Serbia reintroduced real fascism to Europe a decade ago with all the prerequisite props, concentration camps, mass rapes, liquidation of whole villages, the massacre of civilians. Serbian society is rotten to the core and seems almost incapable of redeeming itself. Sodom, Saudi Arabia, and Serbia constitute a genuine fascist axis, and that's the real axis of evil. Is war necessary against all of them? No, Serbia has been defeated. What it needs is the purge of all fascist elements from its political and economic life and their full punishment. Nor is war needed in Saudi Arabia. We must compel the Saudis to come clean about their involvement in 9-11 thoroughly and truthfully. We must demand full and exemplary punishment of all criminals behind 9-11. And we must compel the Saudi rulers to sever the links between monarchy and state on the one hand and Wahhabism on the other. Good luck. He says this can be done and must be done with a hobby, Wahhabism rule from power in Saudi Arabia. A transition to democracy may begin. <laughs> War is not required for this to happen. In Iraq, our president will, I believe, make the right decision using the military technology we saw used so effectively in Kosovo. But make no mistake, the real axis of evil stinks of fascism, of death and cruelty from Belgrade to Baghdad via Riyadh. And a war against fascism is a war we should be ready to join. 
writes Stephen Schwartz in today's New York Post. How do you like them apples, huh? like it. 18 till noon at 560 WQM. Let's go kick some ass, baby. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAN. Too young. Baby, launch a couple missiles toward a place we know. Yes. And aim them at a fella whose first name begins with O. There's one thing we all understand. Al-Qaeda won't be finished until we blow up Pakistan. Yes! We could chase them around forever with our tanks and all our troops. But special forces are so tired of jumping through them hoops. You know we need another plan So let's cut out all the nonsense And go blow up Pakistan Alright Al-Qaeda needs a nuclear tan Why don't we stop pussyfoot yes! And go blow up Pakistan and, of course, Saudi Arabia happens to be on the way, if you know what I'm saying. Boom, boom. 1147 at 560 WQAM. Look at that phone again. Boy, I tell you, it's a battle today. Uh, what, what kind of a show do you think the Beast is going to have on Thursday? Poor guy. Don't you think that if he's smart being Thanksgiving Day, since for years on his show, we've had the tradition on Thanksgiving Day of playing, like, mostly comedy bits all day? You see what I'm saying? Don't you think that would be a good idea? That would not be a bad idea. I'm not trying to tell him how to do the show, and I don't think that would be, you know, since he's going to be there actually live, it's probably, you know, would be a cop-out to do all stuff. But a lot of that would probably be good, Beast. I'm just a suggestion. Yeah, Because sure. I don't think you're going to get a tremendous amount of response on the phone, like we're having today, for example. <laughs> yeah, boy, how can you beat this? Here's our call from Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Uh, hi, how are you today? Okay, sir. Uh, uh, by way of thanking you for reading all these great articles, I wanted to let you know that in the 2000... Uh, uh, October 14th, 2002, New Yorker, there's a great story about Condoleezza Rice. They talk about her childhood, her background, her parents. Uh, they quote some of her friends, and if you haven't seen it, uh, I'd be happy to send it to you if you, uh, your screeners can give me a P.O. box. And also in uh, Harper's, uh, there's a story by Nicholas Frazier about what the Europeans are all saying behind our backs, and mm -hmm. that, that it's called, uh, Do Europe and America Have Irreconcilable Differences? And I know those are two articles that you would enjoy based on what you uh, read, and I'd yeah. like to somehow get them to you if you want them. Okay, hang on. Thank you very much. Okay, give him an address and the pretend we want. I mean, no, we want those. Take care of that, Carlos, okay? Got it. Five six seven oh five sixty. Boy, it's few and far between, and I sure am glad I wasted my time with that People magazine thing. Huh? A lot of women calling in about that. No. Not one. Not one. The annual issue, I got it right here on the floor where it belongs. Sexiest man alive, Ben Affleck. Which Maybe has got agree. a list. Huh? Maybe they agree. Yeah, but that's not the point. How about all these other people on the list? How about Simon Cowell? Huh? How about Benjamin Bratt? Pierce Brosnan? Jimmy Fallon? Oh, my God. Is he ugly or what? 
Jimmy William Stafford H. Macy. No, seriously, this is the biggest bunch of Keeper Sutherland. 24. It's a good show. Jesse James. Most of these are people I wouldn't touch with your hand. Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> oh, good golly, Miss Molly. Let's let's take up a collection and get some goddamn eyeglasses. Let's get some ophthalmological appointments for some of the women on this panel who picked these for Peephole Magazine again. Anderson Cooper from ABC's The Mole. He looks like The Mole. Kenny Chesney from uh, No Shoes, No Shirt, No Problems, No Schmidt. Man, is he gross. Mehmet Oz. What a list of losers on here. And Donald Rumsfeld. And not to mention John Leguiz... What's his name? Leguizamo? That's it. Oh. Who's a midget from Moulin Rouge. I've stepped on stuff that looked better than that. But nothing nothing from the audience, because we don't have any women out there. Don't give me this song and a dance about they don't call because they have uh, whatever, whatever that woman was saying earlier in the show. They don't call because unless it has to do with hate, unless it has to do with the hate spicks, they don't have anything else to say. That's it. They hate spicks. Pa, 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 pa. Speak it in English. Pa, pa, pa. That's it. That's that's the repertoire of South Florida's uh, English-speaking women. Or when they want something. Oh, yeah. You got any free tickets? Here's Hialeah. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, this is Paul from Hialeah. Yes, Paul. Uh, by the way, my wife's Cuban, and she wants to get out of Hialeah. But Good I've been, for her. been here since I was born. Yeah. But anyway, I'm a gringo. Um, I've been wondering, is it is it possible that... um. There's payola in the talk show industry. Meaning what? Well, since 9-11, you get all these right-wingers are on the radio suddenly everywhere, wherever you go, all the stations. Except it has radio. nothing to do. With, it has nothing to do with payola. It has to do with the fact that there are no liberals anymore. There's no. If you'll notice today, I'm struggling here to try to get. I think I've had two people at anything political to say today, and the rest of the public is out there going like that. Yeah. Because the right-wingers are well-organized. They support these fascists that are on the air all over the country today. And the rest of us, man, we're sucking wind. There, there's no liberals on the air anymore. Well, it just seems to me that every time, no matter what they're talking about, somebody squeezes in something about how bad Clinton was, no matter what they were talking about. Yeah. And I, it just seems like, you know, maybe they get paid for saying something about Clinton. Last like, time or, I checked, he wasn't in office anymore for the oh, last two years. But they still talk about him. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway. And have a great day. But anyway, so here's this picture of Enrique. He looks pretty good to me in spite of what Miguel said. John Corbett. Man, is he grotesque, huh? He's not just not hot looking. He's ugly. He's an ugly man, okay? He's an ugly freaking man. At least Ben Affleck. He's, he's okay. He never stole a freight train. He didn't look too bad. I bet you Matt Damon. Huh? He got J-Lo. Well, like I said, <laughs> don't be too sure what that means. <laughs> I think I got a pretty good idea about that. She also had Puff Diddy. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Boy, I'd love to see it. Just the one day before they stick me in a box. Just the one day when all these phonies have the balls to come out of their freaking closets. Oh God, what I would pay to see that. And to see the reaction of all the uh, America. Oh no, that can't be. Oh no, it's got to be a lie. <laughs> right. J Lo, my big fat ass, and hers too. Okay. There's about as much chance that she's going to see Ben Affleck naked as uh, you're going to see him. None. Here's Boca. Hello. Hey there, guys. Listen, I want to get back on the whole uh, Saudi issue you were talking about before. It's a really good article. And, uh, you know, it, it just, 
it just goes to show that the Saudis are the absolute worst. You are absolutely 100% correct in throwing them into the axis of evil. Put them at the top of the damn top, list. Top of the list, man. You got it, man. It's ridiculous, you know. They are just stick, just crack. stick a big hose in the ground and put a USA flag over it, and we'll start pumping the gas tomorrow. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This whole thing that we're talking about with Iraq and everything else, look, let's face facts. This whole deal going on with Iraq now has absolutely jack to do with weapons of mass destruction. Right, it has to do with so OIL and MONEY. That's all it is. It's all politics and it's oil. And that's yep. what it boils down to. You and got it. You know it. what? And it's a good move. And it's a real good move. Because when it's, done, <laughs> when it's all said and done, when everything is, when everything is over, the people who are going to be crapping in their pants are the Saudis. Because they're going to be sitting there going, you know what? Now we got an app, now the United States isn't beholding to us for oil anymore. Uh-oh, we got to start flying straight. And that's Yeah, but let me ask about. you something. How come, how about on our way over to Iraq, uh, we drop a few <laughs> on the Saudis since it's right on our way anyway, you know? Oh, because we got to be politically correct, yeah. you know? I mean, that's the whole point to it all, you know? We go in under the pretense of uh, we're taking out weapons of mass destruction, but, hey, guess what? When it's all said and done, guess where the next arrows are going to be pointed at? You, you, don't think it's because, you don't think it's because our government is in collusion with the Saudis in business, do you, by any chance? Oh, well, the only collusion we have is the fact that we're beholden to them for oil. I mean, that's it, you know? We're dependent upon them. It's been that way for years, and that's why this whole crisis has gone on as long as it has, because we're because of the, the whole entire oil situation. But you know what? No one ever took out the World Trade Center before. Once you play that game, it's like, oh, well, if you're going to do that, then guess what? We're going to change the whole, uh, uh, the whole uh, politics of the situation overnight. We'll take out Iraq, and now all of a sudden, we're not beholden to you anymore. Now you've got to fly straight. You know, and that's what it's all about. As soon as you start acting like a like a like a, a, a terrorist and start destroying American soil, oh, forget it. Now that now the situation has changed totally, and it's time to do what we have to do. And that's exactly what this is all about. And and it's good for Bush, absolutely. That's well, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. We'll we'll see. I hope you're right. I'll believe it when I see it. Moderate Saudis. You know what that's like? It's like kosher bratwurst. Ever see any of that? 415 votes on the poll. How do you rate uh, yourself politically? Fairly liberal, 131. Independent, 89. Fairly conservative, 72. Very liberal, 66. Not into politics at all, 37. And very conservative, 20. Live and local. This, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. But now I do believe it be the one to 12 hour. Welcome back to the testicular model, little Mo Howard and David in the show. Boy. <clears throat> now, what do we got here? Hey, Mo. What? Uh, Did you see I'm trying to think? I, I just want to tell you, you you're leaning over uh, my lap again. Well, I thought I smelled something pungent. Something wrong with you? No, I'm white. Oh, I split my bag here. Get the hell out of my way. Where am I supposed to go? The hell, you squeaky little bastard. Hey, I don't think I got a squeaky voice. You don't, huh? No. Uh, I think you need your balls examined. My balls? That's right. Now drop your pants so I can examine them. No. You ever want to wipe in this business again? Yeah. Then obey my command. Okay. Oh, that's bigger than Oscar Mayer truck. Yeah. Jesus, look at that thing. Let me get my flashlight over here. Where's your balls? They're there. You're packing a python in your pants and no balls? I got 
balls, they're up a little. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see what happens when I slam my foot down on your fire. Oh! Yeah. That hurt, Mo. Hey. Your voice. Yes? You, you sound kind of than normal. Oh, yes, quite right. It's a far, far better way to sound. I don't believe it. Hey, let me see if I can no, get no, a blower. No, no, no. Now, say something. Fall off the bone baby back ribs. See that? Your balls dropped it. Pretty good, huh? East of the Rockies. You call. like that, huh? Yeah, thanks, Mo. Yeah? You like that, huh? Well, let's see what happens when I put them back. I'm putting them back, see? That'll be the day when you've got a better voice than me. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? This thing's wrapping around me like a cobra. Yeah, I can't move! It's coiling around me! Not the mouth! Not the mouth! 1201 at 560 WQM. Happy Monday to you. We got the Mad Dog at 1. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay. Uh, the reason the women haven't called regarding the uh, People's Magazine's Men's Men, Sexiest Men Award yeah. because we're all in shock. We're just in shock. The list. I don't understand. These women must have been on heavy, heavy alcohol when they made those decisions. Maybe they were all blind. You think that could be it? Well, you know, there's a joke about how the uh, the 2 o'clock woman, in 2 a.m. woman, keeps looking good after the men have been in the bar for a couple hours, and I yeah. think that these women must have been in some kind of a bar drinking, and anything looked good to them after 2 a.m. in the morning. Maybe these were like uh, Af Afghan women who had the burqa on for like the last 30 years? Donna Rumsfeld? Give me Donna a break. Donna Rumsfeld that, and... That, that mean, if, of, I'll tell you, there were some really grotesque choices, but Rumsfeld? Anthrax. Please, please, I want to puke <laughs> so bad. I mean, he's only 100 years old. Oh, my God, how can anybody even want to even touch that man without getting him at least 100 different types of vaccines? That would be like then. taking a, a beautiful uh, ribeye steak and putting it on a plate and letting it sit there for 100 years yeah. and coming back 100 years later and saying, boy, isn't that a beautiful-looking steak? Oh, my God, how horrible. <laughs> I, you know, I think they must have gotten paid for this. To, to put this guy on there. I don't know. But they understand. do this every year. Every single year, People Magazine is famous for taking some of the most grotesque looking people and putting them on his list, and I have no idea why. What about Brosnick? This guy, he's like, he's had it. I mean, let him get somebody else to do bonds. He, he needs to go into the pasture real quick. And not only that, he's nasty looking on top of it. Well, you know, all that makeup and everything, you know, even then. But have you seen him on television without any of that makeup? When he's no. like on. Uh, being interviewed, he, he's got—he's just full of freckles. It's and horrible. what about what about Hugh Grant? I'm leaping through this thing oh, again. I'm please. looking at these All people. All he had was good hair at one yeah. point. But other than that, you know what? I do have to agree. I do think that uh, Affleck is a good-looking guy, and so is Enrique. So I do agree with both of those choices. And how could they have Tom Brady's ad in the middle of this thing, and the, somehow they managed to leave him out? Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. I'm telling you, they must have been, you know, drunk, out of their mind. And anything looked good to them at that point. Heavy drugs at people. Okay, thanks, sweetheart. Thank you, dear. Have a great day. Yeah, there's also a thing. I mean, they've got 700 different categories in here. It killed it, filled up a lot of pages in between all the ads. And there's a thing in here, men of action. And there's a, what, what, oh. And they also ask, which of these guys looks better? Do they look better with glasses or without? Here it is, Specs Appeal. People.com asked 20,665 readers, do these men look better with two eyes or four? And they show like Freddie Prince Jr. and 60% says he looks better with the glasses and 40% without. But how come Freddie Prince Jr. ain't in a list of good-looking guys? Even Miguel would admit he's a pretty good-looking guy. Like I said, 
Even Miguel would admit, <laughs> you're a piece of crap, man. You're so full of crap. You know, uh, Carlos is right about you. There's no hope. You are such a brainwashed spick. It's just unbelievable. Mr. Macho. He right. wouldn't know a good-looking guy if he uh, bit him on the lip. He might enjoy it, though, because he's Cuban. Matt Hendolf writes in the Village Voice this past Friday, the 22th, Resistance Rising. He says, despite the self-satisfaction of George W. Bush and John Ashcroft and the somnolence of the press, there is rising resistance around the country to the serial abuses of our liberties. More Americans are becoming aware of what Wisconsin Democratic Senator Russ Feingold prophesied from the uh, Senate floor October 11, 2001, when he was the only senator to vote against Ashcroft's USA Patriot Act. There is no doubt that if we lived in a police state, it would be easier to catch terrorists. If we lived in a country where police were allowed to search your home at any time for any reason, if we lived in a country where the government is entitled to open your mail, eavesdrop on your phone conversations, or intercept your email communications, if we lived in a country where people could be held in jail indefinitely based on what they write or think, or based on mere suspicion that they're up to no good, the government would probably discover more terrorists or would-be terrorists, just as it would find more lawbreakers generally, but that would not be a country in which we'd want to live. Some of that warning has come to pass. What has become more specifically evident is underlined by Lincoln Kaplan in the November-December issue of Legal Affairs, a magazine of Yale Law School. The USA Patriot Act authorized law enforcement agencies to inspect the most personal kinds of information, medical records, bank statements, college transcripts, even church memberships. But what is more startling than the scope of these new powers is that the government can use them on people who aren't suspected of committing any crime. As then-House Majority Leader Dick Armey, a conservative Republican libertarian, told Georgetown University law professor Jeffrey Rosen on the, in the October 21st New Republic, the Justice Department seems to be running amok and out of control. This agency right now is the biggest threat to personal liberty in the country. The Defense Department is an even bigger threat with its Orwellian plan to place all of us under surveillance. More on that in later column, that handoff writes. One sign of the growing fear of losing our Bill of Rights protections against an out-of-control government came from the heartland. On September 8th of this year, the Journal Gazette, a daily newspaper in Fort Wayne, Indiana, published a full-page, five-column editorial, its first such broadside in nearly 20 years. The headline was The Tax on Liberty... In the name of national security, President Bush, Attorney General John Ascroft, and even Congress have pulled strand after strand out of the constitutional fabric that distinguishes the United States from other nations. Actions taken over the past year are eerily reminiscent of tyranny portrayed in the most nightmarish works of fiction. The power to demand reading lists from libraries could have been drawn from the pages of Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. The sudden suspension of due process for immigrants rounded up into jails is familiar to readers of Sinclair Lewis's It Can't Happen Here. But what is most encouraging is the continued growth in cities and towns throughout the nation of Bill of Rights Defense Committees, or their equivalents, a number of which are working with ACLU affiliates. The first BORDC, as reported here, was formed in February this year in Northampton, Massachusetts, when about 300 doctors, nurses, lawyers, students, teachers, and retirees formed a group to protect the citizens of that town from the USA Patriot Act and the subsequent unilateral attacks on our liberties by John Ascroft. After the Northampton City Council unanimously passed in May a resolution officially supporting the protest of the BORDC, other towns and cities learned how to organize similar committees through the Northampton Group's website, www.bordc.org. Fourteen town or city councils from Tacoma Park, Maryland and Alachua County, Florida, to Santa Fe, New Mexico and Berkeley, California, have now passed, sometime unanimously, similar resolutions originated by the local BORDC organizations. Other proposals are pending before local government bodies in 40 more cities and towns in 24 states. One BORDC is in formation in New York City. 
next week. The details of some of these resolutions that involve city and state police and local members of Congress, the roots of the Bill of Rights, the defense committees, it is imp- its importance to remember, are in the pre-revolutionary committees of correspondence initiated by Sam Adams and the Sons of Liberty in Boston in 1754. In 1805 in Boston, there was published Mercy Otis Warren's History of the Rise and Progress and Termination of the American Revolution. A historian, playwright, and political pamphleteer, she wrote in this her major work, perhaps no single step contributed so much to cement the union of the colonies and the final acquisition of independence as the establishment of committees of correspondence. This supported a chain of communication from New Hampshire to Georgia that produced unanimity and energy throughout the continent. Sam Adams and other patriots continuously spread the news of attacks on liberties of these new Americans by the king, his ministers, and his governors and officers in the colonies. These committees, as Supreme Court Justice William Brennan once told me, were a precipitating cause of the American Revolution. Yet John Ashcroft accuses his critics, among the most active of which are the Bill of Rights Defense Committees, of capitulating to the enemy. More Americans are coming to agree with Dick Army that Ashcroft's Justice Department is the biggest threat to personal liberty in the country. Who, then, are the American patriots now? Asked Nat Henoff in Friday's Village Voice. Pretty good article, Nat. Nice going, baby. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Don't forget to join the overnight guys, Joe and Mark, tonight, 9 to 11, along with special guests from the Dolphins, Trent Gamble, who, at Gatsby's in Davies, stop by to win prizes, enjoy specials on Crown Royal. It's the 49ers and the Eagles, Monday Night Football, Gatsby's tonight in Davie, and Miguel will be there sucking up the free booze. In fact, I'm sure after a couple of drinks he'll be telling you, boy, you know that Enrique really is a pretty good-looking guy. So is that Freddie Prince Jr., man. <clears throat> he ain't bad. 431 votes on the poll. How do you rate yourself politically? Fairly liberal, 134. Independent, 92. Very liberal, 76. Fairly conservative, 72. Not into politics at all, 37, 8.5% of this crowd. We don't give a crap. And very conservative, 20, 4.5%. Now, let's see. When you take fairly and uh, very uh, conservative, about 21%. Isn't that shocking to you? What is it? Eh. The hell was that? Exactly. That, that was my reaction. Exactly. What is he doing? Is he reading the funny papers again during the show? George told me all last couple of weeks it's, he reads the funny papers during the show. Yeah. I don't but think I'll Eric's say it wasn't got, that surprising to me. I don't think Eric's got anything to worry about. No, and see, it's usually about 18%. And it has been 18%. But I think now we're starting to get some, um, you know, some intruders in there. Some carpetbaggers. Here's Plantation. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? All right. Hey, I wanted to tell you, man, I'm, I've been listening to you for a long time. My dad turned me on to you. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm on a uh, little break at school over here. I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little young, so you can maybe you can correct me, but isn't an independent and liberal the same thing? I mean, doesn't it kind of have no political affiliation? No. Isn't that, isn't that kind of like the same term? Independent and liberal is the same thing? Well, you know, I mean, in terms of being able to make a decision for yourself and not really voting across the lines. No. Uh-huh. No, liberal is liberal. Independent is like uh, what you just said. Independent is like non-committal. Uh, come see, come saw, you know. Uh, all right. Well, well, Mas well, or menos. All right. Well, I got, some, I got some interesting to talk to you about the president and uh, a little bit about the Panthers, too. Go Panthers, by the way. Panther call. How do you like that? Uh, oh. You, you, oh, you know, you know it, baby. I love the Panthers. Uh, are you still going to Panther games, by the way? I was to one while I was down there. I went to one game. The Pittsburgh game turned into a pretty good game. Won in overtime, Valerie yeah. Burry. You know, I, I mean, I, I got to see some tickets. I remember when you used to sit behind the benches, and I used to come in on a speech every once in a while. Uh, you gave me some great stuff when you were trying to fire the Murrays. That was some great stuff over there. But um, did you know that our great president ever served uh, in the National Guard? 
Yeah. Did you ever know about that? Well, he, he was uh, he was a pilot for about five minutes. Yeah, well, did you ever know that he was dishonorably discharged because he refused to take a drug test? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I, we, are, we already had all of that before the election. It didn't amount to a pee hole in the snow. He's the Teflon. Yeah, his, his whole family is the Teflon family. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of it's interesting because, you know, you know uh, he's uh, he's trying to pass a lot of these uh, interesting uh, laws across the board that let people look into your background and whatnot. But, uh, I mean, you know, no one really takes a look at his background. I think yeah, kind of just, just like that alleged abortion in Texas that he paid for that uh, they somehow shut that woman up right before the election. Yeah, I know. That's, that's crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. I also don't understand how they put Rumsfeld on that list. They should at least put Ari Fleischer, man. He's a lot cuter than Rumsfeld. Yeah, he's lovely. Uh, sure love to rub his bald spot. Not. <laughs> not. How, are you, uh, how are you liking the Panthers right now? They're looking, looking a little bit better than last year. I'll tell you, Keenan's got these kids playing good. But you know what's really very sad, though, which nobody wants to talk about because nobody cares about them anyway, is the fact that if they just had one or two more young veterans on the team, if they would have kept Whitney, if they yeah. would have maybe uh, kept Sillinger on the team, uh, and maybe, uh, uh, what's his name? The defenseman that's playing for the Blackhawks now? What the hell is his name? Whatever his uh, name is. You're talking about, uh, uh, Sissy Spacer. Uh, Sissy uh, Spacer. Anders Erickson. No, Anders Erickson. Oh, oh my God. No, he's playing in St. John's now. That was the Maple Leaf. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Let me see oh, it again. Anders Erickson is playing in St. John's, sir. I'm talking about Yaroslav Spachek, who's now playing with Columbus. Spachek, Spachek, I'm sorry. But I'm saying if they had two or three more veterans on this team, they could really be a serious uh, contender. But unfortunately, it's strictly the youngsters in the organization. And Keenan's got them playing very well. And last night was a nice comeback. They got, you know, picked up another point. And even though they're getting all these ties, the points are mounting up. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like Downmister and I like Majewski. I think that they're pretty good too. And they got Kratchek and they got Philip Novak coming in. They got some good young defensemen. Yeah, you know. Um, but you know, maybe in the off season they'll go and they'll make a push for some free agents. So they're gonna have a lot of money. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Laugh, laugh, laugh. I'll laugh just, too. Just I'll like they did last summer. Them. Okay, pal, have a great day. Okay, we don't want to turn off the whole audience. Look at all the phones drop off while we're talking hockey. That's it. That we reached the quota on hockey. That's it. How did I ever survive those hockey shows? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line twelve thirteen at QAM. I'll tell you one thing: the show is flying by again today for me. I don't know about for you; it's just flying by. Don't ask me why. I'm not saying the calls have been great, but you know we've had a couple here, a couple there. Every now and then, Carlos goes like that, and it kind of like moves it along a little bit. And of course, Miguel, as soon as I mention a People magazine article, he clams up. Yeah, that's that's his sound. Hey, let me tell you right now, if you want to feel a little bit better about yourself, if you want to improve your health, here's a great product, very inexpensively, can help you be doing it. Oleomed. That's right, Oleomed Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of the finest olive oil you'll find anywhere. You can search high and low, and you won't find better olive oil than you find in Oleomed. And it's combined with good stuff, vitamins, minerals, herbals, other nutrients. And each one of these products is scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support different aspects of your health. They have one to help you lower your cholesterol, etc. And right now, look for Oleomed's three new formulas. They have one to help you sleep, one to help you control your weight, and CoQ10 for your heart, all using the benefits, like I said only moments ago, of the finest and purest olive oil that money can buy. Oleomed's an exciting new health product that's available all over town. More and more people are popping it. Picks them up at Publix, Eckerd's, or Walgreens. If you want to get more information about their products, call Oleomed toll-free at 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. You can also order their products online at oleomedamerica.com. And don't forget, how could you? If you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oleomed product in Dater Broward, you can get you a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll oh! while supplies last. And don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing home games. Pick up some free Oleomed samples and product information. And for good health, if you want to start feeling healthy again, start popping some Oleomed in your puss. 
Sports Radio 560. QAM. Oh, God. Number one movie and number one soundtrack. Skinny white kid who thinks that his skin is black. Snapping and rapping and talking his smack. He gets more booty than the whole rat pack. Yes. In a trailer in the Motor City Doesn't like Moby Boy bands or P. Diddy And it's no secret, it's easy to see Emma them hates his wife and his mommy He's feuding with Christina Aguilera Speaking in riddles just like Yogi Berra He's hot from New York to Minnesota Welcome to the Marshall Mathers era Tattoo-wearing, lots of swearing, Hollywood bad boy. When will he sell out? How long do you think before he joins NSYNC? From 18 at 560. Speaking of NSYNC, you, did you take a look at this uh, thing you just faxed me? No. <laughs> Boy, you are, I'm telling you, you're about as useless as a frog's fart today, you know? No, what did I fax you? I forgot. It says, I work at a music distributor. We compiled a top American rock band list. Let me know if you concur. Okay. He's got the top 13 rock bands in, in his opinion, or we, or whoever they are. And the answer is, no. I certainly do not, right off the bat. Mm -mm. He's got the Beach Boys as number one, the best American rock band of all time. The Beach Boys? No way. He don't even have NSYNC on here. <laughs> or the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Just a joke. The Beach Boys, number one, he's got the Doors, number two. Now, anybody who would say, and it's a good thing George isn't here this week because you know what a prick he is about this. He gets militant. Anybody who would suggest that the Beach Boys are a better group than the Doors needs mental help. No way. Not even not even close. Beach Boys had one great album, the Pet Sounds album. Now, now, now see, you don't know what you're talking about. That is such crap. That That's, oh, you're just repeating something that some pseudo-intellectual music uh, so-called expert once said. No, that's that's pet the this, okay? Pet this. The Beach Boys had just zillions of great hits, okay? It was fun. All their music was fun. No, they had fun, but they had fun music. But they had fun, fun, great... fun. They had fun, 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 Mister. They be surfing a lot. They were surfing a lot. They were driving them uh, their Woody. They were doing their Woody. Brian was laying in bed with his uh, teddy bear. What's wrong with you, man? Surfing USA and there's a show yesterday. On you Soprano. better watch it. I'm going to reach in my pile here and get some goddamn Beach Boys song out here and it'll kill the show for today. But you just frosted my ass. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like the Beach Boys, which is what you're saying. That's not what I said. It is what you said. Oh, look what I just found also. See, this guy changed the whole agenda on the show now. Were we talking about music or musicians today? No. No. I don't think so. And this guy changed the whole agenda, which is probably a good idea. Now, where the hell is my Beach Boys stuff? Don't I have Beach Boys music up here? There's, oh, here's all that Elvis stuff. Remember we did the 25th anniversary of Elvis's death? And look at this. Am I on top of it here or what? Huh? Oh! Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, little Tommy Jicka. How do you like that? Oh, he's going to lose touch with all his uh, music collection. Guess what, Tom? No, I'm not. And just to show you a thing or two... If everybody had a How do you like that, huh? Very Piece good. of crap, Tom, you idiot. Anyway, so what they got here, let me put Elvis away. Hey, Elvis, back to bed. Have a nice nap, sweetheart. Stay off mommy's side of the bed. What do you think of a guy that uh, sleeps in the same bed with his mother till he's 20 years old? Huh? A little weird. That was the king. 
Some people said it was the Queen. See, basically what you're doing when you're comparing the groups, you're like comparing Brian Wilson with uh, Jim Morrison. And right. you know what that is? <laughs> it, it's asinine. It's insulting, you know? Yep. Other than the fact that Brian Wilson's still alive, although it's pretty hard to tell. But, I mean, I mean, what are we talking about here? Brian Wilson against Jim Morrison? The music of the Doors against the, music, uh, against the fluffy music of the uh, Beach Boys? God! Wishful. Let's play Rick Shaw doing the talk up to this one. What do you say, huh? On 560 QAM. I can hear it now from yesterday. Well, she got her day to start. Comparison at all? No. Apple Are they in the same league? No. Is it embarrassing to compare them? Yes. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, baby. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's let's change the poll today, okay? Okay. Well, what do you think? You think Eric is going to be put out? Because I know Eric's very busy up there. Just like Luca Brasi said to Don Corleone, I know where you are very busy. So I will leave you now. Hey, Eric. Get with it, okay, and quit bellyaching. Quit acting like a little girl. Don't you think Eric sometimes acts like a, like a little girl? <laughs> Chucky's chicken his head. Yes. Yeah, so why not oh, say it? Why not say it? What is wrong with you guys? You work on this show. How come you guys are such a couple of pussies, okay? I don't work Jesus. on this show. You did work on this show, and the fact that you didn't get paid for it, you ran away with your tail behind your legs, and it wasn't your doing either. It was because George talked you into it. That's why. Good George said, are you getting paid extra for this? That's because all you little spicks uh, stick together, that's all. You would have still been uh, doing the show, and Carlos never would have had a chance to come in the door, so he owes you a, a gratitude, and, of course, he's getting You're paid welcome. big bucks anyway. <laughs> Actually got one paycheck. Did you get your check today, Carlos? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. All right. No wonder he was going eh, eh, like that before. He's so full of himself, now he can't speak. Okay, let's. how'd the poll wind up the first one? How do you rate yourself politically? Fairly liberal, 144. Independent, 100. Very liberal, 82. Fairly conservative, 74. Not into politics at all, 39. And very conservative, 24 out of 463. Okay, that's the end of that poll. I mean, you know, we got we got the the sampling there that we needed, and that was it, right? After you get to like a couple hundred votes, you got your thing. You think Eric's going to be uh, upset or put out about this? Too bad. Exactly. Those are going to be my next two words. Too bad. I mean, you know, how long is this going to take? About two minutes? Is that what it's going to take uh -huh. for him to change this? Okay, now here's the list he's got. Here's the poll question. I don't like this list. 
Well, we'll give you a chance to add to it, okay? Just calm down. Okay. In fact, then later when we do the question about the hottest looking guys, you silly spit. <laughs> God, are you, you're, you're seriously, I just, I can't believe how repressed you are. Here's a guy that, were you born in Chicago? Yes. He's lived his whole life in this country. He didn't like uh, live in Cuba under repression all those years. He was born in the USA. Yep. And he's still such a repressed spick. He just can't express his emotions or attitudes because he's afraid that it might somehow reflect on his macho-ness. Ah. We all think that you're fairly macho. We think you could probably beat up like freaky Carlos out there at the desk. I could flick him off. On a good day, yeah. You probably would like to flick him off. Anyway, let me uh, <laughs> let me do the break, and then I think what I should... Now, you have the original fax, right? Yes. Well, why don't you fax a copy of that to Eric so we don't have to, like, put him... Because we don't want to have to put him through a lot of stuff, because he's uh, really working hard these days. He okay. was telling me that in between teardrops on Friday. Come on, Eric, butch up a little bit. Try to be a little more like Miguel and butch up just a little bit, okay? Maybe you can loan him a little, okay? I'll try. Fax up some of your machismo on a fax machine. Schmear it off on there on the, when you send him the fax. Schmear off a little bit of it. Let it See ooze if can... over the airwaves. Right. 1226 at 560 WQM. Thanksgiving's coming three days away, baby. You can almost smell it. Everybody's going to be flocking home to be together again, gathered around the table with delicious homemade food and family traditions. After all, it's not the turkey that makes the meal special. It's the people. <laughs> Getting ready for the hungry guests can be a real pain in the ass, can be stressful, especially if some of them are going to be staying overnight. If you're having a houseful for Thanksgiving, let Dial-A-Mattress make your holiday preparations a little bit easier. And now's the time to call 1-800-MATTRESS and get that new mattress in before the house guests get there. If they already told you they're coming, if you don't hear from them till the night before, Dial-A-Mattress can deliver you a top-quality Sealy, Serta, Simmons, or King Coral mattress the very same day you call them. I've been sleeping on a Dial-A-Mattress for years, and my back is one of the few parts of my body that's even worth talking about. Call Dial Mattress right now, toll-free, 1-800-MATTRESS, and talk turkey with a betting consultant who really knows their crap and choose from the very best mattresses at even better prices. So rest easy this Thanksgiving, knowing that everybody is sleeping in comfort with a smile on their puss. Get ready for the holidays right now. Do it now while you're thinking about it by calling 1-800-MATTRESS and tell them that old Neil and fat boy, Jeff High, told you to call. Mention Jeff High a couple of times. They'll laugh like crazy. 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S for dollar mattress, brand name beds, same day service, call them right now, be sleeping like a baby tonight. Coats, get away from the ball, motherfucker. Oh! Bill cigars and Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle when he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion between humidor and humid whore. In Arkansas, the term cedar box means saw her naked. <laughs> Stars report can lead to going blind. Now Clinton, he was working hard late nights in the ovary office, working on a practical joke. 
He took a Mac and noodle, put an exploding load in. Poor Monica was blowing rings of smoke. Bill's cigars and Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle every time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. All right. All people feel that Hillary's been made a fool of by her husband. Feel that Hillary was wronged. Up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al Gore was doing her with Bill's old bong. Bill's cigars and Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle. Every friggin' time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. Rectum. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Oh, candy is Yeah, just master is faster. Oh, yeah. What you gotta do is take a tip of real and put it in a grill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Twelve thirty four five sixty QM. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hi. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Okay. I just want to tell you that I'm a uh, faithful listener, and I love your show. Okay. Um, I want uh, I want to comment about the People magazine cover of the Sexiest Man. Right. I I agree with Ben Affleck. I think he's he's good looking and uh, also Enrique Iglesias. Right. But that Jennifer Lopez thing, I think that's just a publicity stunt. Yeah. I really don't think that that's gonna last. I think uh, you got your thumb on it. And how about, what do you think about this uh, young man, Hayden Christensen, from the Star Wars? Yeah, he was okay. Kind of I a punk. He's all right. He reminds me of a James Dean. I don't know why. Sure, he sure looks a lot better than uh, 90% of the people I got in People magazine this know, week. I'll tell you that. Like Jim Carrey and Matthew Perry, of all people. Oh. They're terrible. And James Gandolfini from The Sopranos? Oh, my God. He could, He's old yeah. enough to be my grandfather. Exactly. And I think that Mel Gibson and Pierre Bronson should be put to pasture. Put out to pasture, that's, that's right. right. For some reason, they like these old trolls. I don't know mm. what it is. And to me, the best cover they ever had, to me, was um, young JFK. Okay. I thought he was the best cover, and that's all I wanted to say. Thanks, sweetheart. Have a great day. You too. Well, how do you like that? We actually had a real call about people. She knows her crap. She knows what she'd be talking about. She knows her people. She knows her people. Right? Speaking of pet sounds, by the way, Carlos was a musical expert today. I mean, they were fine. See, it's like the argument I always have with George when we argue about Marvin Gaye and the Beach Boys, which Marvin Gaye, of course, wasn't a group. He was a grope, but he's dead. But at any rate, he always argues with me that the Beach Boys were better than Marvin Gaye in terms of just relative importance in the great music. And there's no contest. And I love the Beach Boys, but to compare their music with Marvin Gaye is, is ludicrous. And to compare them with the Doors is just, it's insulting. What was that promise that you made? 
you know what that's like? It's like comparing Ben and Jerry's ice cream with a great ribeye steak at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. See what I'm saying? Chocolate ice cream? Yeah, chocolate ice cream. There you go. Fish food. What do you know about ice cream? Anybody doesn't like chocolate. Your taste is in your tush. Okay, here's the list that they faxed to me so far. Has Eric got this now? I faxed it. <laughs> He's going to start getting really pissed at you, Miguel. Messing around. He already had the one pull going there. He was probably busy having a couple of brunches, man, working on other stuff. So anyway, here's the list from this music distributor expert. I, would, I was hoping I could put Foreigner on there, but then I realized Foreigner's like half and half. They're part British, part American. This is top American rock bands. Beach Boys, Doors, Aerosmith, Van Halen. Van Halen. Oh, give me a break. Do you agree with Van Halen? No. Well, Kiss. Almond Brothers. <laughs> Ramones. Leonard Skinner. The Cars. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. The Eagles. Red Hot Chili Peckers and Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi's, bon Jovi. uh, Bon not a group. Bon Jovi's not a group. I mean, he's got a group, but Bon Jovi is a guy. Can cross him out. Cross him out, Eric. Bon Jovi, my ass. Right? Yeah, I mean, granted, I Bon Jovi, technically you could call it a group, but it's John Bon Jovi. That's not my idea. Would you call it a group? It, well, it's a group. He has, you know, Richie Sambora on one night in it. Nah, nah. Bon Jovi's not a group. Again, the same context. Same as, as Van Halen, though. It's just uh, the lead singer and, uh, and Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And what about David Lee Groth? The lead singer, right. Yeah. Well, what do you mean the lead singer? How, how can you call David Lee Roth, uh, the, the, the Groth, the lead singer? Van Halen hey, or Hagar, whoever Okay, put Bon Jovi on here, okay, if it'll make you happy. No, he ain't going to get, he ain't gonna get bon any votes. He's not going to get any goddamn votes, John. But, which a couple of his songs were okay. But he's not going to get any goddamn So that's the list so far. Now, any additions that we've left out since you were grumbling before? I'd put Guns N' Roses over Van Halen. I'd put Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses is fine. Who else? Nirvana, over any of those, over Bon Jovi or Guns N' Roses. I mean, for the influence they've had on Nirvana is fine. That's a good one. How about the Doors, man? Are you putting Nirvana over the Doors? No. You putting Nirvana over Aerosmith? No. Thank God, man. Why won't you tell me what I, wanna, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but if you expect to get another paycheck. What was that promise that you made? The Beach Boys, number one, and the Doors, number two. Oh, I sure wish there was a name. This is a guy who works with a music distributor? You better learn your music, mister, because you sure don't know it. I'll tell you that right now. Got it. There you go. The battle between the Beach Boys and the Doors. Of course, the Beach Boys had the advantage because Brian's still alive and Mike Love. Nobody else is, though. Right? Dennis Wilson is dead. Carl Wilson is dead. Right? Okay. Right. So what do we got left? We got uh, Brian Wilson is just barely hanging on and Mike Love. Although basically they were the lead singers in most of the songs anyway, right? How about the Mamas and the Papas? <laughs> How about the Turtles, huh? There you Let's go. get serious. The Mamas and the freaking Papas. How about the Carpenters? The Carpenters, there you go. Carpenters weren't a rock band. Mamas and the Papas were like a folksy rock band. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to have to start putting... How about Simon Peter, and Paul Garfunkel? And Peter, Paul, and Mary? How about Simon and Garfunkel? Huh? I, I, I would put how them far on do you want to? How far do you want to carry this? I can make this last till next uh, circus if you want. Okay, you know me with this. You know me. I can drag these things out for months. 
I got my I got my uh, billboard book that I dug out from underneath the uh, what's your name? What the hell's your name? What was her name? Shakira. Boy, how soon they forget. Out of sight, out of mind. Sorry, sweetheart. I love Shakira. How about Shakira? She could be a group with a pair like she's got. She could be a group. Mm. How about a group group with Shapiro, uh, Shapiro Shakira? 1240. <laughs> All right, calm down, Brian. Take the teddy bear and crawl back under the covers. Wouldn't it be something if Elvis and his mom were under there? 1241 at 560 WQM. Thanksgiving is this Thursday. If you're traveling, if the family is coming to you, the last thing you want to go and do is go to the airport and have to start looking around for a place to park. Serious pain in the ass. Then when you finally find a parking spot, it's usually a zillion miles to go wherever the hell you have to go. National limos can change all of that for you. They'll arrive at your location on time in a new sedan, a new limo, van, whatever you need to take you wherever you have to go. Completely hassle-free. What a smart way to go for the holidays. National Limos not only takes care of your transportation here, but anywhere in the world. So when you get at your destination, National Limos will be there waiting for you. Call National Limos toll-free, 1-877-376-3200. And now's the start, not a smart time to start planning, because believe me, all these holiday parties you're going to be going to and all the traveling people are doing, let National Limos get you there and back safely and conveniently. For you sports fans out there, there's no better way to get to and from the game than in one of National Limo's super stretch limousines or their luxury coaches while everybody else is going out fighting traffic. If you're looking for a way to get to the airport, the game, or just a night around town during the holidays or any time, call National Limos. They're doing it for me. They'll do a great job for you. Call 1-877-376-3200. Be sure and tell them that Neil told you to call. You'll get 10% off your first airport service or free hour of chartered limousine service. 1-877-376-3200 for National Limos. Live and local, we're Sports Radio 560 UA. Jimmy uh, Destry, I'll see the same thing with Bon Jovi, but it says in my book, Rock Group, which of course they are, but from Sayreville, New Jersey, John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, Dave Bryan, Alec John Such, Such, such a and what? Tico Torres, well, whatever, I don't know, you're right, it's a group. And what about, about the, the Grateful Dead? You know, that's what you're going to be pretty soon if you don't cut the crap. What about Grand Funk Railroad? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, definitely. What about Huey Lewis in the News? Uh. Just a joke. That's just a joke, but Grand Funk Railroad should have been on there. Well, we'll see. We'll see what Eric puts on there. We'll leave it up to him. 
Bruce. Because I know Bruce. Bruce Springsteen in the East. East. Yeah. Get out of here. Don't start. Bruce Springsteen is a solo now, and the fact that he used to be, I mean, cut the crap, okay? Plus, are you going to tell me that he belongs in there with these other people? Because if you are, I'm going to get you a lobotomy, okay? Bruce Springsteen belongs in there with the freaking doors. Jesus. Led Zeppelin does. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Are they American, though? I beg your pardon? Is Led Zeppelin an American band? You know something? You know how much these books weigh? I think I just re-did my arm again, thanks to... Who, who was... Uh, it was Miguel did that. Come on, Huey Lewis and the Nudes. Nah, Led Zeppelin's British. They're from England, okay? Robert Plant, that's right, and Jimmy Page. They're not American. Hey, Miguel, you better... For a guy that was born in <laughs> Chicago, you, what you know about America, we could stick in a thimble and have room for Enrique left over, okay? And Enrique, by the way, is going to come over and uh, compare notes with you tomorrow. He said he's going to show you a thing or two and straighten your ass out. So what do you think? Have we got a pretty good group? What about Grand Funk Railroad? Shouldn't we put them on there? They were very big. They're great. Not just that they were big, they're great. Yep. I didn't even remind that they stole a little Eva. Locomotion, I didn't even hold that against them. Not that they're any little Eva. And, of course, if you want to go into rock groups, then you can start with all the Motown, too, and really get people pissed off. Because, let's face it, if the Beach Boys belong on there... What about the uh, Marvelettes? And what about the uh, all the uh, the Supremes? And the what Jackson about the five. huh? The Jackson Five. The freaking Jackson Five. What about the uh, all the other uh, damn Motown groups? How about the Four Tops? Right? Yeah. How about the uh, what you call the Miracles? We can't, I don't know. See, this is the problem. And, of course, this guy, the music distributor guy, I'm sure he would say, oh, well, Motown, is that, that's not rock groups. Those are like, I don't know what the hell else you would call Motown. them. I beg your pardon? He's going to say it's Motown. So what is that? Soul. I got your soul over here, sweetheart, okay? Don't be knocking my Motown. Well, well, we'll start out with this. In fact, let's make a series out of this. <laughs> Thanks very much, Mr. Music Distributor, okay? Nobody wants to give a crap. I'll save all my tabloid stuff for tomorrow. Excellent, for Tabloid Tuesday, including Dr. Phil's boob obsession. Do a little tease on that. Get a 90 share tomorrow. Everybody wants to hear about Dr. Phil and his boobs. Here's Elvis. Wasn't he part of a group, Elvis and Mom? Come on, where the hell's all my Motown, God damn it! I sure as hell better have it. Here we go. How about the Isley Brothers? Huh? Wow, that's rock. You don't think the Isley Brothers are a rock band? Are you out of your mind? I'm telling you what you know about music. I could stick in a thimble and have room for uh, Josh Friedman left over. But I have a hard time putting Motown in. This isn't, this isn't a rock group, the Isley Brothers? This could be the greatest song of all time, mister. It ain't no Beach Boys, I'll tell you that. You better learn your crap, because you don't know it. You don't think that's one of the great songs in the history of the human race? Yeah, I stand corrected. I was confused with somebody else. What? You, thought I, was you, talking about, you thought I was talking about Keith Isley? Is that what it was? No, the Everly Brothers. The Everly Brothers. We're not talking about. See, there's a difference between duos in a group. You got it? Duos. Right. That's like what you that's mentioned, like. Simon and Garfunkel. That's a freaking duo. That'll be on Friday. We'll do that. Twelve fifty one. I do love the music ones, though. And then, of course, you know what happens? As soon as the show over gets over, I gotta run out 
run downtown, go to Sam the Record Man, all the other record stores, and i got to start spending money buying a bunch of uh, CDs again. And there's a segment of the audience that just hates that. Oh, you're not going to do that one-hit wonder again. No, we'll do something different to aggravate those folks. Eric is still working on this, okay? He said, which uh, American rock group is very liberal or very conservative is what he said. 1251 at 560 WQAM. Tom Lehman and Hal at GMC are proud to announce the great Neil Rogers, Neil Deal, 0% sale. Count how many times we say Neil in this spot. Try to keep up. That's right. With approved credit from GMAC, get zero down payment, zero down payment, and 0% financing on all 2002 and 2003 Pontiac and GMC models, plus zero payments for 90 days. Or if you like, you can take a rebate of up to five grand. And as always at Hallett, there are zero hassles. Don't forget to mention you heard all about it here on the Neil Rogers Show and save even more. Check out the complete line of great gas-guzzling GMC SUVs, including the Envoy, voted by Motor Trend as SUV of the Year, and the all-new Pontiac Vibe SUV that's got the power of a big gas-guzzling sports car. Hallett's also got a stupendous selection of dependable used cars, tr trucks, and gas-guzzling SUVs. And if everybody else in town turns you down, or if maybe recently somebody said, eh, your credit just isn't good enough to cut it with us, it'll cut it with Hallett because they will cut you a deal. It's the great Neal Deal 0% sale going on right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC, and you'll find them in that same great location. They've been treating people great for over 35 years. 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's right on US 1 across from the falls. Open every day, seven days a week. For more info, call the Neal Deal hotline toll free, 1-888-534-4211. That's 1-888-534-4211. Hallett Pontiac GMC, who be professional grade. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Neil, God. I have a hairy chest. I have a hairy chest. I have a hairy chest. Real men have hairy chests. I like to watch Baywatch. I like to watch Baywatch. I like to watch Baywatch. Real men like to watch Baywatch. I like to listen to Ricky Martin. What? I like to listen to Ricky Martin. Hello? Real men don't listen to Ricky Martin. Sorry, pal. Ah, <laughs> brought you by Real Men. Remember this golden gasser. Wonderful WQAM. Okay, who wants to do the talk-up? Let's go. Come on, Ricky. Get that cap off, baby. Send it to the cleaners already. Things starting to grow inside of that, baby. Come on. What do you say? Have to do a separate one for uh, those kind of groups, right? Yeah, I think we should. Well, yeah, you can't put you can't put in. I mean, there's so many of them. How about the Spinners and the Four Tops and the Supremes and Martha and the Vandellas that we just heard and uh, the Isley Brothers, huh? And the Commodores. Yeah, there's way too many. 
those, those are like uh, soul groups, okay? We'll have to do a separate thing for soul groups as opposed to like uh, what our uh, elitists out there would call rock groups. But then again, are the Beach Boys really a rock group when you come right out of it? Huh? Uh, hey, yeah, see? But because of their importance in the uh, history of all these very, very important matters, you have to say yes, I would assume. Here's a call from Miami. Hello. Because the state of Florida has thousands <laughs> of miles... When that thing started off, I, <laughs> I thought they were playing music for us. So did I. <laughs> that was great. That's the first time anybody ever put us on hold, and it turned out to be great. That was sensational. Well, they've been on there for about an hour. Hey, that's the way it goes, okay? we got an important thing going on. I already cast my vote, and, of course, you know I love Aerosmith, but I didn't vote for Aerosmith. How do you like that? You're kidding. No, I voted for the Doors. Well, yeah. I mean, I love Aerosmith to pieces, okay? I'm one of the big Aerosmith fans in the history of the human race, but i got news for you. There are no Doors. You kidding me? You schmitting me, mister? You disagree with that? No, no. I just I know how much you like Aerosmith. Well, I love Aerosmith, but the doors are like, uh, I mean, heads and shoulders. Completely agree. Sorry about that, Stevie. And your daughter still looks great. Here's Tamarack. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I got to agree with you. Got to put the doors at the top of the list. Oh, yeah. But, uh, question. Did anybody mention Chicago? Oh, my God. How could we leave off Chicago? I love Chicago. That's, I mean, they're right up there. You're right. And I, I have a bone to pick, if I may. Go right ahead. Pick on your life. Dr. Shapiro's killing me. <laughs> oh, listen, listen to the ad. He uses the word especially. Yeah. That's not a word. No, but he got your attention anyway. Oh, man. Wish him a happy Chinooka. Thanks. Chicago, put that on there, Eric. Okay, I don't want to start pushing you around, but get Chicago on there. Doors in first place with four votes. Oh. The votes are starting to come in. We just got the new poll up. Don't you feel like we really accomplished something?